I'd like to welcome you to the Nick Saban retirement party. Words that I did not expect to be saying that. And so much has happened since we were last together. I literally don't even know where to begin. So let's begin with us, shall we? We throttled the FSU squalls. Totally embarrassed them. They whined that they had 27 players out. And to that, I simply say, so what? So did we. We had 27 players out too. Not spineless opt-outs. Ours were legitimate. Ours were injury. And ours were the transfer portal. We had enough high-quality players in the transfer portal to field a playoff team. Legitimately. Meanwhile, in the playoffs that we got screwed out of, a team full of cheaters won in the championship, if you want to call it that, that will always have an asterisk beside it until and unless the NCAA finds a spine. And currently, they have the spine of a paralyzed jellyfish. Important footnote, jellyfish don't have spines. And the allegations of cheating aren't even allegations. It's cold, hard facts. It's financial facts on Venmo. It's visual facts via any video of the last three seasons. And it'd be hilarious if it wasn't so sad that the NCAA cares more about their product, their image, than they do fair play. And to all the pundits who exclaim, oh, it wasn't cheating because the players weren't aware of it. That's like giving your kids a copy of the final exam that you stole, telling them that it's a sample test. They ace it and then claim it wasn't cheating because they didn't know. It doesn't matter because they cheated for the results that they got. Unintentional cheating is still cheating. But enough about the cheaters. A once-in-a-lifetime event has transpired since we last met. The goat has put himself out to pasture to nibble on tin cans. Saban has left the building. Tricky Nicky shall trick us no more. Torment us no more. Because without him, we win a natty in 2017, 2018, and this year. So think about the magnitude of that statement. Without Saban, the smart-led dogs have arguably five natties. I mean, a case can easily be made for 2017, 2018, 2021, 2022, and 2023. Wow. Meanwhile, an FYI, some factoids. In case you didn't know, Ohio State is now 2-13 and 13 against the SEC in bowl games, the worst record in college football history against the SEC. And Ryan Day? Ryan Day is 0-3 versus the SEC. And there is a lot more that I could talk about, but I'm saving it for our guests. So let's freaking go! Vance Levy from Bulldog Illustrated is back one more time. What's up, my friend? 
Happy 2024, my friend. What's going on? You know, just I've been sick so far, so I'm happy to be back in the saddle. I'm happy that we are basically having Saban's retirement party right here, right now. So you ended up catching the Georgia got screwed bug? I did catch that. I, I think I caught the Wookiee flu in Atlanta at the Fox. I'm not sure. Yeah, uh, yeah I heard a lot of people have came down with that. <laughs> it it could have been my that. Joke, my joke is, is, well, actually, you're about three weeks behind all of us that went to a bunch of football games. Yeah, it was either that or I went to pay my taxes on the last business day of the year, and I just looked around the room and I said, yep, I'm about to get sick. So yeah. next year I'll just mail that check, but I'm kind of a control freak, so I like to put it in their hands. I hear you. Uh, did you go to the Orange Bowl? Uh, in spirit. Uh, we had, we had three, uh, three, three of our BI guys there. So I hear you. Speaking of the we got screwed bug, I, that, that, I got nailed with it right about the 27th. So that kind of – I was on the fence, and that sealed the deal. So. Well, just when we thought we could never break our own bowl record for – biggest thrashing in college football bowl history we went and did it and of course they complained that oh we had 27 players out and as you know we had just as many players out but for different reasons ours were because they were either injured or going to the transfer portal so i don't want to hear any whining at a fsu at all no i mean it was the tale of two different teams taking a tough blow different ways and our team was going to finish like the champions they they were and are. That is absolutely correct. I mean, two programs, I mean, to me, headed in different directions. Obviously, we're still on the ascent. I don't know what they're going to have next year. Uh, it's obviously not going to be what they had this year. So I got to think there's, with all the attrition, they're going to probably ease back a little bit from 13-0. and 0. Well, you know, being a Gator hater, you, you don't mind the Knolls and the Hurricanes being pretty good. So I, I'm, I hope Norvell's obviously pretty sharp fella. So it, it'll be, you know, that that's the thing with the twelve game playoff and the transfer portal. I mean, you can, you can get good or stay good if you get the right pieces and they and they mesh. Did you have any inkling? Had you heard any rumblings that? Saban was going to all of a sudden, out of the blue, at least it felt that way, retire. Uh, I think I told, well, no, Casey King said something else. But back to Casey King, he told me it before Christmas, which he reminded me the day before. He's like, I told you guys. So I think there might have been some rumblings. And then if you go back and listen to what Kirby said to him before the SEC game, that's kind of interesting in hindsight. Very told him to enjoy the ride and thanks for you all you've done for me. So yeah, it it was like they had had a conversation where he had told him this might be it, win, lose, or draw. Um, speaking of Casey King, is he still lurking around the islands? No, he's been in Nashville for twenty plus years. All right, if you talk to him, tell that Joker to call me back. I will. Funny enough, he was on the island about when I got my bug and he I. He, he was coming down with it. And I was able to run out uh, whatever that stomach crud is that fixes you up. So, yeah, I basically said hi and bye to him real quick. But, yeah, I got him back. I got him so he could fly home with his wife and two kids the next day. Well, 
that's got to count for something. Absolutely. All right. So my biggest fear in the Saban retirement scenario was that they'd come in and they'd swoop up Schumann due to his pedigree. He graduated from there. He coached there under Kirby and Saban. Um, I guess they maybe he interviewed, correct? You know, I, I saw him popped up for the Washington head coaching job today. Did you see that? Oh, my gosh, no. See, that's yeah. what another concern of mine is, just the ripple effect of all this. Sure, because, I mean, like, I thought Lanning, and you can't blame Lanning. I mean, he's he's in great position out there with the Nike money and the and the 12-team playoff. Uh, I mean, who could blame him? Yeah. But, Initially, I was like, you know, Lanning goes to Alabama. He's like, if you want things to continue here at Oregon, here's your guy, Schumann. You know, so when Lanning stayed, I, but, you know, for whatever reason, I think Schumann, I think I told you, on, you know, about the third week of the season, his wife completely said, we love where we are. We're in no hurry. So, because, you know, obviously he could go about anywhere – you know, as a coordinator for sure. And, uh, but the, the one thing that worries me the most about losing Saban is I do know that he and Kirby were kind of lockstep together on how they were treating the NIL. And, uh, you know, he, he's lost an ally there that we're going to try to pay, you know, and obviously they don't say the word pay, but, you know, keep it, pretty even across the lines in the spirit of keeping the, the team chemistry available. Uh, and, you know, you just got to hope Kirby can find time to relax during all of it. I mean, did you hear that about the T-Rob the coach from Bama? I mean, I've heard everything. And, you know, he came over, going to be co-defensive coordinator. Then they called him back to interview again. And the mistake that they made was they didn't offer him signal calling duties that allegedly Saban came in and said, you guys made a big mistake. You need to re-interview him. And then at the end of the day, I think he said, you know, Yeah, I, I too just bad, went in, too late. in the car back to the house and uh, Feinbaum said that the Chris Lowe guy had reported that he's staying at Georgia, even though I guess McElroy this morning had indicated that Alabama was back on the, back on back in the game but i mean imagine that as kirby <laughs> right I mean, so he's having to do this with every player and the coaching is going to be the same you just again you hope he can find r and r in this nutso world uh i'll be glad when the falcons jobs filled to from a completely selfish standpoint i mean Kirby could go make $120 million in four years <laughs> right. and then come back to coaching. I, I think his family's happy in Athens, and that's the biggest thing going for everyone that obviously wants Kirby to remain here for a long, long time. But, I mean, it's got to be tempting. Oh, yeah, I mean, because think about it. Go make all that money for a much easier, less strenuous job, no NIL, no portal, no dealing with these uh, players' personal issues. I mean, off-season is truly off-season. Right. And it used to be, you know, the NFL coaches are the ones that worked all the time. Well, that's completely flipped. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? So. What, do you, what do you think about what is getting 
most dog fans worked up into a lather, and that is the possibility of Caleb Downs entering the portal and getting reunited with T-Rob. I mean, why not? <laughs> here's here's my wild conspiracy theory is that once they let him go, he's the one that went to the coach. He goes, unless you get T-Rob back to call plays, I'm getting in the portal. They brought T-Rob back. They didn't get him swinging a miss. And now he could jump into that portal and be, you know, in and out in two seconds. Yeah, you just got to have his the, the proper package ready for him. <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> Poor Stephen Farmer is probably not sleeping at all during all this. No, I think he's he's banging his banging the phone lines probably night and day right now. Oh my gosh! And we're talking, of course, about the Classic City Collective, which is our NIL arm that our buddy Stephen Farm uh, helps head up as the chief revenue officer. Um, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. It's like a second Christmas with Saban's retirement. It's once in a lifetime event. I was walking my dog, talking to my freshman roommate at Georgia, and my phone just freaked out. And I'm like, getting looking at it. I'm like, man, everybody's saying Saban's retiring. And he goes, there's no way. I said, let me run back inside and look at Feinbaum. When I had left to go on the walk, it was a happy go lucky day. And I came back in and it was like a mass murder had occurred. And they were, it was awake. It was just, yeah, dark contrast was, uh, I missed that day and I regret it as far because it would have been fun to listen to that. Oh my gosh. I mean, it was, it was fun to listen to the, just the people freaking out. Cause you know, it's a pro Alabama show, uh, for the most part. Uh, especially Paul. I mean, he doesn't wear it on his sleeve, but he also will admit that Alabama's his team. Oh, right. Um, but I mean, well, you, you know, the earth has changed when Paul and uh, Jim are getting along. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Jim from Tuscaloosa is a nut. For those of you who don't watch the Fine Bomb Show, I mean, he is a, he's a maniac. No, I just heard him, and he, like I said, they're as cordial as, as I've ever heard them. So Saban leaving has 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 those two kind of uh, together in, in, in the revelry for the, the man. Oh yeah. Well, okay. So do you think so? Alabama either turned down or couldn't get to Lanning, Sark, Kiffin. Probably they talked to Dabo, didn't want him talk to Schumann maybe yes I mean I think that was confirmed wasn't it yeah I just don't know that you'd bring in an assistant unless I mean he's got the perfect pedigree for it sure did they bring Norvell spurned him right uh so so then there to DeBoer is that how you say it I can't get his name right yeah DeBoer. DeBoer. yeah I think it's a great hire man I mean that guy he, he he appears to be obviously very stable and beats to his own drum, not in a bad way. Uh, so if anybody could come in and handle, you know, what's going to be a, you know, almost impossible job, you know, and particularly if they keep getting raided out of the portal, that's that's rough. And the, the counter to that is you got, you know, shiny new thing syndrome with him who could potentially be your Harson, right? Yeah. With, he I mean, he's, he's got zero ties to the South. 
much less the deep south and i don't know i haven't checked out his accent recently I, i'm sure it's pretty flat he may have yeah. to work on that like um yeah. like brian kelly had to do oh yeah hopefully he'll do a little better job <laughs> so this morning i was watching news and I, i've got something that could if, you, if, if it happens you heard it here first i love it you know senator manchin has announced that he is not running for re-election after this so he's lamed up in 2024 okay he's actually he and his daughter are starting this thing called americans together they're basically trying to get the middle to you know get together and, and he, he hadn't ruled out a third party candidacy and so what what do you think about mansion saving 2024 <laughs> I think that you know, they're best friends. I mean, they're great friends. Oh, really? No, I didn't know that. How are they best friends? Well, they're both West Virginians. Okay. So they're they're Yeah. They've known each other basically their whole lives. Well, I'll tell you this. I certainly wouldn't dismiss that ticket and I would guarantee you they'd make a lot of noise. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that, that could be fun. Miss Terry, get her house in Georgetown or Bethesda or whatever that's swanky places in north uh virginia can't it's not coming to me right now but yeah why not i, I because i don't see if you're going to retire you're going to really retire and the last thing you want to do is get in that snake pit of politics hey you know ego's real though <laughs> yeah that's true I mean, anything can happen i mean just look at uh i'm drawing a blank who is auburn's ex-head coach as a senator now oh yeah tuberville tuberville yeah yeah so yeah. I, want, I wonder if Jimbo Fisher was waiting by the phone, hoping against hope that he might get that call. Now, did you happen to catch the fine bomb show the next day when old Schleyball and him had a little, uh, I wouldn't call it heated, but, you know, basically it was involving uh, Kiffin not really getting a look. And, and Schleyball was just like, he's burned too many bridges. And like Feinbaum kind of like hit back against Slayball because one of my buddies and I was on a text with him and Slayball. He's like, "Did you Feinbaum just get in a fight?" <laughs> <laughs> no, but I record every Feinbaum so I could go back and easily look at it. So okay, yeah, it's, it was about two or three hours in. So Saban quit or retired last Tuesday. Yeah. So I just go back to last Wednesday and just scroll through till I find it. Yeah, it was the day they, two days later, maybe, the day they hired DeBoer. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Saban didn't like uh, uh, Slayball dissing Kiffin. Yeah, I mean, because, like, Slayball was like, you know, I like Lane. Lane. I was like, but he just, and Fine Mom was like, well, I don't, it wasn't matter whether you like him or not, Mark. Do you think he should have gotten a look as the head coach? You know, that's been six years ago. Right. I, I think, and then I think I heard a couple of days later, Feinbaum compared not giving, this is interesting, not giving Kiffin a look to when uh, Alabama bypassed Bobby Bowden, who then went on to be in the top four for 20 straight years and two national titles. Well, I didn't even realize that. Yep. Yep. Wow. Yep. So, yeah, they, they were looking hard at Bowden. 
right before, I guess that might've been when they hired Bill Curry. So at some point, Feinbaum and Kiffin got to be boys, I guess, in the course of all their, their, you know, interviews. And, and I mean, to me, Kiffin's very likable. I could see that happening. Um, but that's very interesting. I'm definitely going to go back and look at that. Well, I mean, and that's what Schleyball get. They fired him on the eve of the national championship, Paul. <laughs> yeah. They, they may very well have won, which they lost on the final play of the game to Clemson. So, yeah. I, and then Saban would have had eight titles. Yeah, that's – that's crazy. And then I saw a tweet from uh, McElroy, the, I think maybe yesterday, and he said the same thing. Like, I'll go ahead and put that, you know, and it might have been an older one, but he's like, that, that's not happening. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. you know, I think the big winner in this thing is is all of their, their agents, you know, the Jimmy Sextons of the world, and they're just colluding and pitting everyone against the other guy to get contract extensions and promises of contract extensions. Um, that's the way it works. Yeah. And I guess with the boar, you know, even if it doesn't work out after three years, I'm sure he's got a big out. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, somebody like Kiffin might, you know, nine years might be enough at that point. If you've had some three straight nine and three years. Yeah. I mean, and how have they announced the terms of DeBoer's contract? I have not seen it. Like but I mean, that, let's be honest. I mean, when you look at Georgia's schedule next year, nine and three, <laughs> I'd take ten and two right now. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, I don't know. I mean, we 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 know that Ole Miss is going to be strong. We know that Texas is going to be strong. Uh, Alabama remains to be seen based on you know the attrition that occurs both now and after spring practice when the portal is going to open again for everybody. Uh, but it stands to reason that a non-Saban coach team is not going to be good, as good as a Saban coach team. You know, or more than anything, a first-year coach, there, there's always some transition. I mean, if you followed anybody, uh, it's although this guy has <laughs> DeBoer is, if you look at his tracker, and I know he was at Sioux Falls or whatever, but I mean, he's only lost. I think 12 games and seven or eight seasons, uh, seven or 12, one of the two. It's impressive. But, uh, yeah, certainly them taking a half a step back would be fine by Georgia fans. But winning in Bryant and Denny's not an easy task, even without Saban. That's true. All right, I want to I want to test your football knowledge, and I will say in advance that I could not answer this question when asked by one of my kids. Okay. What is NAIA? What is that division? Is that like below D3? I mean, where in the world in the pecking order does that fall? I don't even – do you know what it stands for? Yeah, well, I should because I was on a, uh athletics committee here at the local college when they were debating whether to move out of NAIA and into the NCAA. Uh, okay. So, yeah, it is below – the lowest NCAA. I do remember that from when the Coastal College of Coastal Georgia here was contemplating whether they would move up or not. So okay. Sioux Falls is NAIA, and that is below D3. That is correct. Okay. Or D2 for sure. And it it stands for? 
Mm, I don't know. I mean, I'd have to. National Association of Intercollegiate Athletics would probably be my. Right, right. Be, be my guess. Yeah. So, I mean, it's the equivalent. You could make a case of a high school coach rising to the ranks of head coach at Alabama very, very quickly. Hey, I mean, what he did in Washington is impressive. It is. There's Although no I will, you know, that that offense did not hold up against the Michigan defense that I'm not – I still aren't sold that is, is as incredible as – I sure wish they would have had to play us so we'd fully know how good they were. And Alabama played – that was a sloppy, slop-fest game. I mean, anybody that called that one of the greatest football games I've ever seen don't know a lick about football. That thing was a disaster. It was a completely different Alabama team than the Ugh. one we faced. I mean, we didn't get any snaps. Yeah. Bad snaps. <laughs> I mean, they looked like a completely different team. Didn't look fired up. Looked confused at times. Bad snaps. Um. Now, Michigan yeah. came to play, I'll give them that, and they had their defense figured out and dialed in to put pressure on him, which is something we did not do, obviously. We did not do that, unfortunately. Right. So, but, yeah, again, I sure would wish Michigan would have had to go through us to be the champions that they – hey, they, they won all their games and they were – they took out an Alabama team we couldn't and they – pretty much had control of that Washington game from the opening whistle. So that's my only thing is like when you look at, you know, Bama's new coach is how's that offense going to hold up playing an SEC defense every week? That and, okay, rewinding a little bit. What are the chances that the NCAA, when they come in, vacates wins? If you and you got as a precedent, you've got USC, I think in 2004, 2005, or both. You talking about Michigan? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't think they will because I don't think they want to damage their quote unquote product and give it a black eye and make a tough decision uh, unless they have to do it 20 years from now. Right. Right. So, yeah. Again, how the two-time national champion that had just gone twelve and zero didn't get into the tournament? I don't. I, I have a problem with that. <laughs> I will. I will take the bitterness of that decision to my grave. Yeah. <laughs> and this year's national champion will forever have an asterisk beside it. Yep. So uh, now, who else you got on to talk about Saban? Oh man, it's just the usual cast of characters today. No. It's 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 you. It's uh, Buffalo. It's it's Dogger. It's Bert Hodges and and our newest rising star, Cassidy Pearson. There you go. I mean, you got it. Just like everything Saban's done. I mean, like I don't know if you watched the exit interview with Reese Davis. I mean, the guy's just a pro to the very end. I mean, it. It's it's no wonder he's. You know what I like the best is how much he kept talking about being able to sustain. You know, that, that was the biggest challenge. And, you know, it sounds like it really came down that that was – he was in a position where he was knowing that he was having to commit to not one year, but 
and that's the way recruiting is these days. I mean, you know, particularly it's an easy sell to other schools as though the, the master's not going to be there in two years. Right. So, and it really sounds like that kind of led him to, you know, he's like, I couldn't look the three and four years. So that who was that fair to? So, you know, hey, he didn't win a title, but he won a lot of them. Yeah, and I'll tell you this, it'll have a huge impact on next year's recruiting class as to which of those guys stick. And I think a lot of that obviously is going to be determined by what happens next fall. But you're going to be able to pick off a lot of them in the meantime because think about it, and you know this, how many players go to Alabama just because they want to play for Nick Saban? Sure. And he did take care of a coach winning three in a row while he was still coaching. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> Damn yes. It. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> of course it was him. Of course it was him. That guy has been brutal to the Bulldogs. Well, I mean, and to your point, think about if Saban's not there. And let's just go under Kirby's watch. You could make the case that we win in 17. Uh, we beat them in the SEC championship in 18. We win that one. Yeah. And this year. Yep. So real quick, I get to five. Right. Yeah. That he is that he has Saban blocked us on. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I could. I mean, we outplayed him in the first half in Tuscaloosa during the COVID year. Yeah. And That's sure a- enough, they made a stop and kicked the field goal at the end, right before the half. And I was like, Oh God, I've been down this road again. Yep. Oops. Yep. <laughs> Here comes the magic. Yeah. You've got a great memory, by the way, to be able to remember all that stuff. I'm, I'm terrible at that. Well, yeah, I guess you've been, when you've lost the way we have to Alabama, you don't forget them. Well, I kind of repress it. I yeah. think, you know, um, don't from, forget about the time we talked all that noise when it was raining in Athens. <laughs> For the blackout? Or no, the next one. Oh. The drought out. The drought out. Well, oh. When our players decided they were going to get in a shit-talking contest before the uh, the game even started, I have it on pretty good authority that Saban in the locker room called us a bunch of you-know-whats. Let's uh-huh. go kick their you-know-what, you-know-whats. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> And, he's, he's, and they did. <laughs> he's the Jedi master of motivation. There's, he's proven that. Yeah. So, but he did it the right way too. I mean, you know, pretty clean program. I mean, you know, I mean, he let gave players a lot of rope. You know, you could always tell he was behind them and. Boy, he got him to play football the way you're supposed to, much like what we've got at Georgia now. So you tip your hat, and I think, and I might have said this the last time I was on your show, I think a couple weeks after SEC tie, I finally have a a revelation. I'm like, you know what? He needs to retire just like Spurrier because we ain't beating him. (laughs) Yeah. And when did we start beating Florida? (laughs) Right after he retired. Right after he was gone. Right. Regularly, well, you know, and you made a great point about uh, him running a clean program, and and that's why you have to have so much respect for the man and what he did, and um, just what he built. Yeah, the process, and and that's why you you 
while it just torments you, you don't begrudge him because you know about the work ethic behind it and what he did to accomplish it. It's like you said, you tip your hat and you say, enjoy your retirement. I mean, you know, during the, you know, those Rick years where we nibbled on them, you knew, I mean, when it got to the fourth quarter, you're like, uh, uh, we, this is where we don't have our stables a little shorter than theirs. And it, they, they, you know, those games, you know, what 13 they 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 wore us into the ground even 17 in the national championship i mean you know they had to they would have just kept running the ball i mean the ot would have never happened because we couldn't stop them at the end of that game well and you know what happens in in indy if ad mitchell doesn't make that amazing catch yeah or we force them to five field goals i mean that game was right freaky yeah it, mean, it was, you know, and I mean, you know, whole Keely Ringo, he got absolutely smoked that entire game and he's a <laughs> hero because the ball got thrown right to him. And because he was a freshman, he didn't do what he was supposed to and go down. He just ran. <laughs> right. <laughs> so <laughs> that game was a trip. And, and unfortunately, as we found out in the SEC this year, uh, when you're down and some important players, as Alabama was in the Natty, that that it, it's not easy. Next man up is easier said than done. Especially when the you know the guys that are hobbled are you know all timers like right. Bowers. Yeah. You know, I, I think Lad wasn't a hundred percent. Obviously, Mims went out, which yeah. I don't think you can underestimate the impact of having to reshuffle your whole line and taking out your yeah. best guy. And when you're playing two freshmen at your inside linebackers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we did good to keep it to, to, to end at three, I think. So speaking of that, what do you think was the catalyst for uh, JDJ to, to get in the portal and go to Kentucky? Do you think it was they told him you're going to have to get out there and re-earn your job? I mean, do you have any idea? Yeah, I have not heard. But you can only assume that, right? Right. I mean, then hey, they probably got him, got him some more money too. Got him some more money, you know, than the the Marvin Jones Juniors of the world. We've it's not just an allegation that FSU tampers; it's now a fact. They've been caught. They tampered with Mims, and you've got to wonder, you know, was the same thing going on with Marvin Jones Jr.? Sure, sure. And I mean, it's going to be interesting to see that how these teams that are you know, really playing the NIL sweepstakes where they're paying certain players big money. Uh, it'll be intriguing to see if it pays off in the next couple of years. Well, not only that, but I mean, we're now a target for the portal, you know, because everybody knows that, I mean, gosh, we might, what are we heading up with this? Uh, 20 guys enter the portal, almost enough to field a whole team because they know there's going to be disgruntled three, four, five stars that aren't going to be able to see the field for a variety of reasons. Maybe it's the guys coming behind them and they're coming after our roster. Sure. Yep. And again, like I keep saying, you just got to hope Kirby can get some rest when he needs to. Yeah. How, how do we ensure that? How do, how do we help him disconnect? I mean, does somebody need to take his phone? Because, I mean, you want to talk about sustaining. I mean, how, how does someone sustain that? 
I mean, unless you've got energy on a on a Herculean superhero level that's non-human, which he apparently has, that's sure. the only way to do it. Yeah, yeah. So, I'd love to know how many texts he sends per day. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to know the screen time that he has per day. Yeah. And how much of it's just absolutely BS. <laughs> you know, yeah. <clears throat> Placating to this and that. And yeah, man, it's it's crazy. Ego stroking. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, multiple family members. I would imagine very little time spent on social media. Yeah. No. <laughs> All right, my man. Well, what do you got? Uh, what What's the next big Bulldog Illustrated event we need to know about other than maybe G-Day? G-Day. Uh, although, they, they, you know, I, I need them to uh, set the date so I can make my media kit official. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. What What are you? What are the couple dates you think are likely suspects? Well, you know, this calendar is weird because we get two off weeks, which means there's an extra week basically so you know labor days I, I think i'm we start like the 30th of august so when you look the masters is like the this that saturday is the 13th mm -hmm. so the question is either going to be the 6th which would be super early or it's going to be the 20th which would be super late <laughs> But I, I do not think they would have it on the same. Kirby kind of took care of that uh, when he took over as a coach. Because, you know, there's only one thing in the state of Georgia that can trump Georgia football. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I would think if I'm him, you want to have it early and be able to, you know, have some master's time. Yeah, and a lot of times it's kind of where the spring break is. Yeah. Because – you know, that's another thing Kirby's done is Rick used to from time to time. And again, it was dictated by how the calendar, but he'd have a week, then send them on spring break, which I'm sure Kirby's like, no way. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, everything we teach him was just lost and Destin and PC and wherever they're going well i can tell you where they're going they're going to extravagant places like cancun because that's what i'm paying for this year and yes. you know i'm just like you kids you have no idea the kind of spring breaks we used to have where we lived out of our cars on 30a and you know not places like seaside it was places like pcb or you know if you were really wanting to flex it was destined yeah yeah <laughs> and a rat roach infested where you had eight people on two Double beds. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I'm serious. I had I had one spring break where I didn't have a place to go. I just went down there and lived out of my car, and I had a blast. <laughs> yes. If I was lucky, I found a pillow and a floor of, of a quote-unquote wealthy friend. Speaking of that, our young Hamilton Culpepper, uh, speaking of the luxury of today's youth, he just wrapped up his final formal in New Orleans. 
Where he was with my son down there. I know another extravagant event. How, did you- How about this power play? And I think this is his second or third year doing it. They yeah. ride the champagne bus down on Friday and they fly back today. So they don't, they don't even have to ride home on, they don't have to do the nine hour drive hung over as hell back. They just, somebody pays for the one way. <laughs> my tip, my hat to him. I mean, what I wish he had done is done one of his podcasts down there, like on bourbon street. Yeah. Well, he, he's, he's, He's about to be trying to get a job. That's probably good he didn't. <laughs> so this is it for him. He finishes up this semester? He does. Well, I'll tell you what. That is one fine young man. And with his wealth of experience that he already has, as you know, he's not going to have a problem finding a job. Yep. He'll do well. He will. He's an awesome guy. Yep. Well, I feel like we've covered it, although I could go on forever. No, nah, we'll, I'll be back. All right. I wish we were talking about the Hoot Dogs' big win on Saturday. Oh, man. I know, man. We're just so close. They're good. I, I mean, they, they play together, and they, they're – I mean, they I mean they just kind of – Tennessee was coming off a loss. I, I knew it was going to be hard to beat them. I, I was surprised. That, I mean, we really – had went toe to toe and had them beat, but yep. just went went cold at the wrong time. So it, it's exciting. I mean, and obviously, I, I mean, I heard people on social media saying it's one of the most electric environments they've ever seen. I mean, we know the fan base is there to yeah. win. I heard Stegman was rocking. Yep. So hopefully he'll. It'll be interesting to see how they follow up that tough loss. Yeah. I mean, I forget who they play at this weekend, but yeah, I don't know either. It's probably on the road, so that that'll be tough. Hey, outside chance, I might see you this weekend. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, yeah. I'm working on some calendar management. All right, <laughs> I'll do what I can. All right, man. All right, Vance. Well, thank you so much for carving out time for us once again. See you, Saban. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> Truer words have never been spoken. Go dogs. You've got, you've got my vote. Get on the ballot with Mansion. <laughs> <laughs> Anything but coming back. Exactly. <laughs> See you, man. See ya. So I am thrilled to welcome back recruiting expert Antoine the Don. What's going on? Mad dog. My <laughs> man. What's up? Man, I am just so happy to see you man i mean i I tell people about uh your recruiting prowess and and it's hard to kind of even put into words i'm like you know this guy he he's into the recruiting almost as much as as i'm into the games like (laughs) they're like well what do you mean i'm like well he's looking at the 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 five stars in the class of 2028 right now and uh he's feeling good about some some eighth graders uh down in florida (laughs) (laughs) well I mean, I've got to tell you though, some of this uh, nil money and the and the hijinks and thievery going on is it definitely puts a damper on it. Well, you it, know? it does, but it also kind of ex- expands your real estate because you know I'm, I'm sure you're looking at the portal just as much as we are. Yeah, I mean, you get invested in some of these kids, and you you know watching them and hearing about them in eighth, ninth, tenth grade, and then they sign, and then. 
somebody drops a bag, you know, it's hard to blame them, but mm-hmm. all of a sudden they're going to Miami or some other crap school. So, right. Yeah. Well, let's start it right off the bat with a big accolade for you. When you came on here the first time you started telling us about this year's recruiting class, how it was going to be special, how it was going to be possibly historic and your <laughs> words came true. I mean, with this class, even all the way up until the very end with the seismic flip of Bolden. Um, So tell me, how do you feel about where this class ended up versus your dreams for what you thought it could be? Well, it it fell short of those, um, but you can't argue with the number one class in all of college football. Um, We had a few other guys, like I was mentioned, NIL that got plucked. A couple of those receivers, possibly Jeremiah Smith and, and, Matthews and um, a couple of big DL, but you can't argue with the number one class. And we filled every need. We got some absolute, absolute studs. Um, kind of filling every need we 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 had, and there weren't that many. We we're just kind of light on a couple of spots. But uh, that in the portal, man, we I've never been as excited for an upcoming season as I am for this next one. It we are loaded, loaded. Um, Offensive line solid. Those two big DL guys coming back, and uh, Brinson and Stackhouse um, with all the young up and coming pups. Kind of a good mix there. Secondary is going to be lights out. The offense. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give you a hot take now and say we'll be the highest scoring offense in Georgia history. Uh, wow. Forty two plus, I'd say. Wow. So mark it down. Man, that is a hot take. That's one I don't want to have to mark it down. I'll remember that. 42 yeah. points a game. So, yeah, I think so. We have seven running backs. We're 10 deep at least with the wide receivers. And Beck, who was better than anybody thought, has a whole other year and a whole year of practice and, and same offensive coordinator. I mean, man, I mean, barring injuries, it's going to be scary. It's going to be fun. It is going to be fun. The magic carpet ride continues. Okay, let me let me speak into the portal. And obviously, you're going to remember this guy, uh, which is a DL that we got from South Carolina, Xavier McLeod. Yeah. So what were your thoughts on him when we missed on him initially? Well, he was a pretty high-ranked guy. Um, and he had some kind of unfavorable uh, reports out of South Carolina as far as being coachable or running having run-ins with the coaching staff, but um, that could have been sour grapes because that all came out kind of after he decided to transfer. So you got to take it with a grain of salt. But I mean, he's another big body in there with you know the youngsters, Hall and and uh, Barrett, um, Christian Miller's coming back. Right. You know, it, it's solid. All right, here's another guy you can't forget. Is nobody can stop talking about the possibility of him entering the portal, and that's Caleb Downs. Man, can you imagine if we had Caleb Downs, Malachi Starks, and Bolden in some form or fashion on that back line? No. No. <laughs> I mean, come on. That makes that makes me giggle, obviously. But um, plus uh, Aguero's uh, star safety hybrid. Um, the gem of this whole recruiting class is Ellis Robinson, who's a, a – you know, the, the cornerback, number one in some places uh, overall, 6'1", 185, uh, by all accounts, a good kid. Um, 
I mean, the names that he's compared to are, are some of the greats in the NFL currently. So he's going to step in sooner probably than later. Um, so that secondary is going to be nasty. And Downs, who knows? It, it's I'd give it a 50-50, maybe 40-60 against. Um, if he's – depends on how much money he's chasing, you know, all those factors these days. So, but – the the Traveris Robinson kind of roller coaster we've been on. Um, have you been following that the last few days? I'm sure you have. Oh, yeah. Um, oh yeah. We had him, and then all these rumors started, and everybody thought it was BS that he was going back to Alabama to be the DC. And then today, just a couple hours ago, they confirmed that he's going to be a dog. And he is. I don't think we can overstate how important um, Robinson's going to be for recruiting and to deny Alabama that foot in the door for DeBoer to come down here and not, not have the, the Southern guy, the kingpin of recruiting. And now he's a dog with Dante Williams, who we just got from, from USC, um, the other safety, or I guess he'll be a DB coach. Right. Um, and he's going to, he's supposed to be a hell of a recruiter too. So locking down the, the West coast, the South, which we already had locked down. Um, I mean, it's, it's future's bright. Speaking of the future, what are you seeing prognosticating for next year's class? Um, probably number one. Again, right now I think we're seventh in the composite one on or seven on rivals, but we only have I think six players. So um, it's an excellent class for offensive linemen, which this past year wasn't, although we did pretty well. Um, David Sanders is a big Georgia lean, number one overall guy. Um, several other offensive linemen, I think, are going to make a mark and then uh, probably go hard after some some receivers. But it's a uh, and there's some good DL guys too, so that's always exciting. Why um, do we Why do we have so few at this point? So few what DL? Said, yeah, no, no. You said we had six or seven already in the class. Why do we not have more for twenty five? Yeah. I think, um, you know, this day and age, you can be a little more selective, more background. These, you know, Kirby's awesome in so many ways, but one of the best things he does is he he re really researches the character of some of these guys, which is might be why we keep so many year in and year out and have such good leaders and just the, the culture you hear about all the time. So, I mean, at this point, six isn't – six is – pretty average it's not a big deal either way it'll it'll heat up summer and especially in the fall so it, i imagine they'll be right up there at number number one again and number two i just wonder if part of it is we have to replenish our nil coffers because we're still trying to you know lock down guys on our roster now slash you know make sure we could come up with enough money to get a player like caleb downs yeah it's i mean you I wish they would um, be more transparent with the numbers because you hear everything. You hear three million or six hundred thousand or you know you name it. Um, and Georgia's no uh, no wallflower when it comes to NIL, from what I hear. They're just um, more selective, and they, as you know, they give it to the proven players, which is probably smart. Keep those guys like we're doing this year with some of those DL guys and Ratledge on the offensive line. Those are you know key players so all right i'm going to test you how does the class of 26 look 
Um, I don't have a good grasp on 26 yet. Um, give me a few, uh, months of these dog days coming up, um, before baseball starts and basketball playoffs and all the other stuff that can take my attention. But, uh, you know, you hear it, it, you you have to, (laughs) you hear about these guys that are like seventh and eighth grade and I, I don't put too much stock into that because it's just so ridiculous. They're kids, you know. Right. Um, but you hear you kind of somewhere in your mind you put that. Oh, this guy from Bainbridge is supposed to be good. He's but he's he's twelve. So <laughs> let's wait. Let's let's let it uh, marinate a little bit. Keep an eye on his development. He's already running a four seven yeah. forty in the eighth grade. I try to stay too quiet. Like twenty four is pretty much done. Twenty five. It's going to start filling out, but 25 is going to be scary, man. That, um, Justice Terry is a five-star we've already got committed, and this Elijah Griffin kid from uh, Savannah is a monster uh, and defensive end, uh, number one player in the country by most accounts. Where does he go to school? I think he's at, I don't know, maybe Country Day down there. Um, and that, he's would from be, Savannah. that would be shocking. For him to be a country day. I don't know. I don't know where he goes. I could tell you in a half a second. But um yeah, he's six six, two eighty five already as a junior, so um he's a heavy dog lean. He's been there they say over thirty times to Athens, so that, that can only help. And if um, any anybody out there, my friends from Country Day, think that what I just said was a slight on Country Day, let me be clear, it was. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so you know obviously uh i i won't give away your uh your lair but it's hard for you to get to um games were you were you able to make it to any games this year was it one uh well technically when i saw you that was the last year the national championship but i didn't go for this 23 season okay he's at savannah christian prep okay he's a red, he, he's a red raider that makes a lot more sense um yeah, I didn't go this year. We took some other vaca- family-type vacations, and I was just kind of planning on going to, to the national championship, although it coincided with Amy, my wife's birthday. So I was, that the small silver lining in not going is I didn't have to maneuver, maneuver my way around that. Yeah. Um, but next year, and from here on out, championships like the 21st or 20th or something. So. Yeah, they'll be pushed back well into January, thankfully. Yeah. Um, so no, I didn't go to any other games. I've watched everyone usually sitting right here with Stuart Dickens and Bill Burnham and some of those old, old guys, um, you know, sitting around here and drinking whiskey and whatnot. So, yeah, I saw, I saw Bill Burnham, uh, over the holidays. I saw him at, um, at the Fox theater and, uh, in Atlanta for widespread panic. You know, Bill gets around. He's a traveler. Oh yeah. I, any, any big game. Even if it's cricket, I text him and ask him if he's there because there's about a, about a 50-50 shot. Yeah, that's about right. You know, English Premier League Championship, yeah. um, darts, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's about time for me to uh, come spend some mountain time with Bill and Stuart. Yeah. Y'all just got pounded. Me too. Yeah, come see us. Stop by here. Um, yeah, it's absurd right now. It's like negative four negative 20 wind chill or something. So um, I'm not going anywhere. Kids are off school because of the cold weather for tom- no, 
today's a holiday tomorrow they're off so yeah it's pretty pretty ridiculous yeah it's got to be if they're letting you out of school out there let me um let me see if i can get a uh, blast from the past for you fc if dogger is available dogger are you there i am here bad dog excellent well as you can see we Antoine the Don, we have to keep Dogger's identity secret. We, talk, <laughs> we discuss gambling, and gambling is technically uh, illegal in, make, in uh, Georgia. I don't know, man. It feels like at this point it's just merely frowned upon, but we, we do like to protect his professionalism. And, yeah, uh, yeah. And keep uh, Colonel Dogger, as he is affectionately known. <laughs> well, hey, Dogger. How are you, my What's man? Up? Antoine, I'm great. Good to see you. It's been a long time. Yeah. It has. I wish I could say it was good to see you, but um, yeah, I can't yeah, see you. Good I'm, to hear. I'm good to hear you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You as well. Um, I I am still probably the top five of the world's worst gamblers. So, um, if ever you want to bet my opposites, it's a very lucrative business. I've I've had people do that over the years. <laughs> well, I'm supposed to be the like the top prognosticator, and I came in last out of all the. Uh, I'll announce that once we get the other two on the. Uh, on the call, but, but yeah, it's, uh, I did not fare very well on the mad dog show. So luckily I wasn't putting my real money on all those plays. I, I did a, a season long. Um, it was, I think it was 20 college games every Saturday and there was about 106 people. And I finally stuck to making my pits and putting in my opposites. And I came yeah. in sixth place betting my opposites every game. So <laughs> I still nice. got it or don't got it. How you look at it. Well, that actually that became my strategy. I just bet the opposite of Dogger, and I, I think I did pretty well. Yeah, you only uh, you only beat me by one, actually. That's all it takes. It's, it's just all as long it takes. As that's right. That's by right. something. Well, all right. I think now. you. Uh, I think you came up with the name Dogger, didn't you? Way back when in, in college. Uh, possibly. Yeah, parts of college are, that, uh, are not real clear. Yeah, that's, uh, we were sitting around the house, and then uh, we went and did some, uh, put our names in, in a place we probably shouldn't have with some paint. Well, next up as we go down <laughs> memory lane is Buffalo. There he is. Hey. Hey. <laughs> hey. What's going on? What's yeah. up, man? How are you? Doing good. How about you guys enjoy listening to your Recruiting breakdown. Fired up. Fired up. Keep replenishing the well. Hey, his words rang true. He predicted this number one class like two years ago. I know. That's 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 impressive. Uh, yeah. Richer getting richer. Yeah. Well, good, to, good to see we held on to uh, Traveris. I couldn't yeah, believe that, that was, when I heard. I know y'all are talking about. It. I could, I couldn't believe when I heard he's going to interview for the uh, DC job at Alabama. Like, oh my gosh, man, stuff moves so fast now. Yeah, and also it's just so pitiful of Alabama. First, we just take him, and then they say, no, 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 we we, we might want you come interview, and so then we just take him again. <laughs> um, <laughs> great, it's like doubly embarrassing. And their AD, their AD apparently begged from what i heard in quotes begged him to stay wow 
Well, allegedly, uh, DeBoer fumbled out of the gate and was like, yeah, you can stay, but you're not going to call plays. And then that's when he left. And then, and then again, this is a rumor that Saban called him up and said, you've got to do whatever you can to keep this guy. You messed up and you need to let him do whatever he wants, including calling plays. And so obviously we know what happened. My conspiracy theory is also that Caleb Downs said, you get T-Rob or I'm gone. They couldn't get him, and so now maybe the odds are 60-40 he goes in the portal. Wow. I love that. Yeah, Best be- player on their team, so that'd be a coup. Yeah, yeah he's pretty good. I watched him in high school <laughs> and obviously knew he was going to be – I didn't know he was going to be a, a, an All-American, but I knew he was going to be pretty good. But man, what Oh, you saw him live? Yeah. He's- nice. Yeah. Yeah, the, the state of college football out here in Colorado uh, isn't quite the same, to say the least. Yeah, it's rolling here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so are you on the Dion train? Do you think he's going to be able to turn it around? <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, he no. doubled the win output his first year from two to four. I, oh, did okay. Yeah, no, he uh, – I, I saw that he got five high school um, signees. That just doesn't seem sustainable, you know, if it's all portal in yeah. and out. <laughs> yeah. yeah they're ridiculous. Lot. I mean, it. I don't, I, I like PU as much as any other school, but they're, uh, I went for their uh, spring game and they had 40,000 people there in the snow. And I had a Georgia hat on, of course, and all these, you know, we're coming for you, George. We're coming for you. <laughs> all right, little buddy. All right. Yeah. You betcha. Um, so that was, that was adorable, but, um, no, not, not much, not much to the, the smoke and mirrors, I think. Although, I mean, he has plucked a couple major players, but it's such a disparity from us having Georgia, you know, having 20 something five, four and five stars and schools like that having six total players and then a hodgepodge of portal players. It's just, there's no. There's no way it can work. Plus, his son's gone. Is, is Shador leaving this year? Yeah, I mean, there's no way to build cohesion or, or culture up that way. Yeah, it's 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 a flash. In the, and then if he does build something, he'll be gone in three years anyway. You know, so two years now, I'd say. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's add. If I hope he's finished eating, um, Bert Hodges <laughs> to the same retirement party. How's it going, guys? How Anthony, long time no see, my man. What's going on? How you doing? Did you know that we used to call Bert the Mark Twain of the Rockies when he lived here? <laughs> why? Why is that? <laughs> his his uh, gift of gab and and yeah. words and puns and whatnot. Hey, that's that's a that's high praise right there. Yeah, yeah I called Anthony the Ed Asner of the Front Range. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know I why. I really yeah. had no reason for it. it. Got a lot of traction out of that one. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and the who? Ed Asner. From I, no, I I know. I'm just saying that when I would tell people, yeah, they call me the Ed Asner of the Front Range. Said, huh? <laughs> <laughs> the who? <laughs> Anthony, I'm going to send you a picture of something that just resurfaced in the move, and that was a Hickory House yellow ball cap. Oh, 
which is suitable for being put behind glass and made me think of all of the many happy times with you as the uh, as the bartender of the Hickory House. Mm, man, I'd love to see that. You got to send me a picture of that thing. Oh, I will. I will. It's one of those hats that it's terrible on your head. Like it fits like, a, I don't know, a 1978 trucker cap that was not manufactured properly. Right. But, but it right. Looks good on half, half yarmulke, half <laughs> yeah. uh, trucker cap. Is the Hickory House still in operation? I don't know, man. I, I think, though, that it's changed ownership and kind of style over the years, but I haven't been to Aspen in I don't even know 15 years probably i mean the cast of characters that were there when you worked there i mean you could have had a tv show there at that point yeah a lot of one name uh people a lot of nicknames buffalo and baltimore and you know <laughs> well, i think i don't know i think it was more hiding from uh, given their real names <laughs> right. well, um, what, was the, so what was the real crank, the real cranky cook was his name bill uh bill cowgill yeah 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 he doesn't he's not from the southeast is he because i know a cowgill in atlanta mm, no he was from st louis okay. and i almost lost a job about 30 years ago because i thought i saw him in boulder briefly so i ran out of the restaurant i was working in and tried to chase him down the snowy streets and um took me like 20 minutes and it wasn't him and i got back <laughs> the restaurant was in chaos but yeah no, I'm, he was a he was a good dude. <laughs> he was just always cranky. Yeah, probably not yeah. with you, not with his fellow employees. But if you stuck your head in the kitchen, you, you you might get it bitten off. No, he was he was pretty cranky with everybody. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Dogger, you're mighty quiet over there. I'm just sitting here taking it all in. Love the banner. Oh, wow, I didn't even know Dogger was on. Dogger, I how know. you doing, buddy? I'm great, Bert. Hope you are. I I'm I've been on pins and needles wanting to know <laughs> who among us is going to be taking the SAT in a few weeks. Yes, uh, unfortunately, it looks like me. I'll give you uh, if you want me to, Mad Dog. I'll go ahead and give you the results. Yes, please do. Eight fifty. That's uh, your target. So, uh, so. <laughs> I hope I can make that with uh, you get what 600 when you sign your name or 400 or something. Right. Um, so, uh, so on the uh, New Year's week, New Year's day, and, and those last six games that we took, I guess seven with the totals. Um, I went three and four. David went two. Mad Dog went two and five. Bobber went three and four. And Bert went three and four. So that brought the season long standings. Bert was best at 44%, came in a little bit late, but 19, 24, and 2. Rob was at 23, 35, and 3 at, for 40%. Wow. And, and then Mad Dog was 23, 35, and 3 so for a tie at 40%. Man, this sounds like a, a, a pool I could get in on. <laughs> yeah. Easily win. Yeah, yeah, if you go against, uh, you could probably come up with a good – what the loser has to do. I guess the SAT is what we decided on. So I look forward to having to sit down and take that for four hours. Oh, God. Um, and I came, I was, I missed it by one game. I came 22, 36 and three for 38%. Mm. So the, uh, that last week cost me, if I could have gone just a little bit better, it would have been a tie between mad dog and Bobber. Wow. We are the wow. inspiration for the grateful dead song loser. 
everybody <laughs> no doubt craig you can come up here i mean dogger i do it every episode dogger uh you can come up here and take the sat with my daughter yeah young drive when is she doing it i don't know probably sometime in march hey and, and you'll be happy to know that there is now an essay section Oh, go even better. Yeah. I can be the wordsmith. There you go. <laughs> I can be like Mark Twain down there in the bottom right. That's right. Where are you, Bert? Are you outside somewhere? I, I, my family sends me out to the shed because they don't want to hear me talk on the Mad Dog Show inside because <laughs> they're so tired of hearing about our favorite stat net yards per play that. I got banned from my house <laughs> for filming this show. So sounds like, sounds in, like my jealous, lake, jealousy. in my dog shed. <laughs> Your lair. Yes. Your dog dojo. Yes. <laughs> hey, Andrew, well, what was the uh, – you mentioned early on in your first uh, conversation with Mad Dog about the recruiting class. We were seven. Was that for next year? Currently, we're seventh with just six recruits. So it's, you know – a lot yeah. of the usual and then who uh, is number one suspect. currently uh did you, what do you say who are we behind sorry who's number one currently i think notre dame is um whoever's number one at this point in the year is going to end up about number nine or something. yeah it, it really doesn't matter it's notre dame oklahoma ohio State, you know a lot of the same names you hear that'll end up being eight nine and ten um gotcha so yeah it's so worth it, it. Did y'all see that Alabama recruit, the 2025 recruit that decommitted today with his last name is French, but it's spelled with two F's. The French. F French. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I still haven't heard a pronunciation. I don't know how you pronounce that. <laughs> maybe it sounds like you're stuttering, maybe. <laughs> yeah. French. Yeah. <laughs> hey, does it, does anybody know if it was uh, Tommy Reese retired uh, retained by Alabama, or is he gone? I don't know. Uh, I haven't seen his name retained. I know they retained what, what's his name, Freddie Freddie Kitchen or uh, Freddie Freddie somebody. I think they only retained two guys on the staff, and not Joe Cox, as far as I know. Our Joe Cox? Our Joe Cox was the tight ends coach there, and I think he's gone too. Wow, man. I, this this hire to me is just kind of a head-scratcher. I mean, I understand his recent success, but he's kind of, like I said earlier to Vance, he's kind of like the shiny new thing, and um, he doesn't have any Southeastern connections. He just feels like he's teed up to be their Harson. We hope. Exactly. And what there is no, it's got to all be him and his staff's recruiting because there is no allure to, to move to Tuscaloosa whatsoever, you know, the armpit of a city in a. In an armpit state. In so, an armpit of it. I, I didn't want to say the other thing I was going to say, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> but and, and so many players, the whole allure, not the whole allure, but a very large part of the allure for, for going there is to say, I played for Saban. And exactly. now that's, just, that's gone. Mm -hmm. And this coming um, recruiting class is going to be so telling as to 
how much they've been able to backfill in the wake of that vacuum with him leaving. Yeah, it's going to get, it's going to be a lot of uh, uh, abandoning of ship. And then he's going to try to recruit with something he knows nothing about. I, I read that he has never coached further south than Indiana, I think, in his whole career. Right. So he's in for a, a wide awakening. It's all the networking, and he doesn't have any of that, and especially losing Robinson. That's just Kirby being just cutthroat, brilliant. Yeah, Head it coach. really was. It was forget <laughs> the players. For, forget okay. the players. We're going to go to the guy who's going to bring the players, and he did it. Yeah. It's awesome. It really Yeah, is. you know, Kirby was licking his chops on that. As soon as Saban retired, I bet he was on the phone with, with him right away. Yeah, like, I get bet. On over there. yeah. You know, the other thing that they talk about is this Saban NIL discount that he had going on. So, you know, this this cachet of playing for Saban allowed them to not really have to shell out as much in NIL money as a lot of these other schools. And now that Saban's gone, you know, Alabama's going to have to up their NIL game to everybody else's level at least to compete because that that pull is not there anymore. 100%. Yeah, you're exactly right. I love right. it. Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch. I think going forward, we're, I'd be more worried about Texas, Yeah. Oklahoma. You know, maybe Ole Miss can do something here or there, but. Tennessee's never – I don't know. I don't. Alab, the, the boogeyman's gone, so it's going to be a fun few years. I mean, it's still surreal that this is what we're talking about. This was not on our radar the last time we talked. You know what's going to happen. We had no idea it was about to happen this quick, and, and, and now here we are at our second Christmas. I mean, just seeing who hits the portal every single day as we, you know, immediately – embrace this new coach and, and refer to him as T-Rob, like he's our guy that we've been hanging out with for the last 20 years, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Isaiah Bond jumping. Uh, the first thing I thought of when I saw that was, well, next year, uh, Sarkeesian, if he ever gets in a fourth and four, he should throw it to Bond because it doesn't matter if he catches it or not. They're going to give it to him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, too soon. He followed the A.D. Mitchell model. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what is Texas not? I mean, they just got to come get one every year, I guess. I think those guys are just printing money out there. They're just bottomless pockets. Yeah. Was that not one of the most annoying uh, things of the entire playoff scenario? Um, what's his name? The actor. Um, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, getting there on the sideline slapping butts and. And coaching, semi-coaching. Yeah, yeah. He's the Taylor Swift of the of the Longhorns. <laughs> That's I saw him talking to that big tight end. I can't remember his name. That guy, he's good. That tight end for uh, Texas. He got hurt late in the game, but McConaughey was talking to him before the game. I saw a snapshot of it, and and and, and you can see the guys like looking at him, like, yeah, what. I had to play a game here in 10 minutes. Here. <laughs> what are you talking about, man? Leave me alone. We just yeah. go over here. And he's got to be our age, like at least 50, I would think. Um, oh, yeah. So they don't really relate to him. Like, 
I mean, who's who's some, who's a, like a a celebrity that could be our version of a McConaughey? Not that we want one, but that would be that ver. I mean, would it be like uh, Mark Knight of of uh, Newman? <laughs> yeah, Newman Seinfeld. Samuel L. Jackson would be a big name, but he's yeah. like seventy. Yeah, um, we uh, we got Ryan Seacrest. He showed the only game he showed up for was that 2019 South Carolina game, and like called the dogs for that. And I was like, oh, this is going to go really <laughs> sideways on us, and it did. And it did. Yeah. What mm. about uh, Brian Baumgarter, who's Kevin from The Office? He's a huge. I think fan. it should be him. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Big dog fan. Although I, I'd love to see Newman just getting in people's faces. <laughs> and, and, uh, Jeff Foxworthy's a big fan, apparently. Foxworthy. Yeah, I'm yeah. seeing him in some games. He's a big. He's fan. he's real low key, low energy. Like yeah. he's not getting excited even about touchdowns. Mm -mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe they get Newman to wear his bail suit one for big games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come out there and call the dogs in his mail in his postal outfit. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah. I, I would try back for that. For sure. eat during the game, some encouraging the players to go postal on their opponent. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. That poor guy. He got so typecast. You know, he was done with that role, and he's like, "What else?" can I do? Everybody thinks I'm a postman. That Jerry's nemesis. Yeah, exactly. What direction do I go from here? I'd love to know the residuals that just show up in his mailbox from that show. Right. I was going to say, he had to do pretty well. Yeah. He's not trying to pay the light bill. <laughs> I, uh, Buffalo, I see your wheels turning over there. Just trying to think of somebody super obscure to have out there. Yahoo! I'm trying that's to think. Who, uh, that's who Bob. We can dress up as at Halloween next time. <laughs> Newman instead Newman. of uh, instead of Harry. Yeah, put a put a male outfit on. Well, I'll tell you, if I kept eating a like dog I fan. was during the holidays, I would fit the I'll say this: whoever that guy was that came in that did Lou Holtz will be hard to top. Oh yeah. Um, very true. Um, yeah, Buffalo wasn't able to be with us that episode. We had a guy come in to do Lou Holtz. Uh, maybe it actually was Lou Holtz. I don't know. They definitely resembled each other, but it, it was it was next level. Was there a steady stream of drool <laughs> coming out of his yeah, mouth? A lot of slobbering, a lot of lisp. We told a great <laughs> long story about that guy trying to swim across the lake. <laughs> yeah, I think he messed it up a little bit at first, but he righted the ship. Got confused on his mileage, <laughs> which which made it even better. <laughs> Hopefully, he'll keep tormenting Ryan Day, uh, which should be easy to do given his record against the SEC and against Michigan. Yeah, yeah, I think Lou will have plenty to say. Although, yeah. although with no Harbaugh next year, because you know Harbaugh is going to be gone. Yeah, he will be. He'll he he might be able to turn things around against Michigan. Mm -hmm. And by the way, how about Ohio State picking up Quinshawn Judkins? Was he that was, that was a weird defection, huh? Well, that you know that was a money thing. Had to be. Yeah, he's he's pretty tough. 
Yeah. I mean, he'll probably be one of the Heisman front runners to start the season. Yeah, I heard he was tough to deal with, though. Oh, really? In the locker room? Yeah. Somebody from Ole Miss told me that during their bowl game, that Dart was like, you just need to get – went over there and said, y'all need to get him out of here. He's 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 really being a problem in the huddle, and he's complaining. And I think he wanted the ball every time. And, he, and I saw him yelling at some of the linemen. One time he ran up a lineman's back and, and fell down. And I saw him cussing at the lineman. I, could, I, I noticed it during the game. And then later on I heard about it. He was, he was being a pretty big problem during that ball game. Um, so maybe they were just like, man, just just get out of here. <laughs> You're not working. I don't know. Maybe you can work his magic at Ohio State. Yeah, you know, the Big Ten's going to be fascinating next year. I mean, the SEC is going to be fascinating with this new expanded schedule. But the Big Ten, I mean, think about Oregon coming into the Big Ten and adding to that mix. Because um, I think Oregon's going to be pretty good next year. Washington's going to fall off some, but Oregon's going to be there, I think. Yeah. Who did Oregon get for their quarterback to replace Knicks? Was it? Uh, they've got the quarterback from Oklahoma, right? Yeah, Gabriel. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, and I think they well, picked up. I think they picked up two portal quarterbacks actually. Did um. Did Nick's go in the portal as a grad transfer to go and play somewhere else? <laughs> He's listed as a first-round draft pick. Like, I think I saw him maybe in the top 10 or top 15 overall. Really? Yeah. Of quarterbacks or oh, overall? Uh, it, like, first round of the NFL draft. Wow. Yeah, I know. That was surprising. <clears throat> so, I was watching that Rams game last night. I think uh, Nakua and Bowers have a lot of similarities. Mm-hmm. Don't you? I mean, Bowers is a little bit bigger, but they're short-handed and they can uh, yards tackle. after catch. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to see him have that kind of breakout with the right team. D- yeah. Didn't Nakua play for somebody really obscure in college? Uh, he didn't play for BYU. Something like that. Okay, I thought, it was, I thought it was even more obscure than that because I had never heard of the guy. That was a wild one to watch between this, the dynamics between, you know, the two quarterbacks. Yeah. And they were letting those guys just wail away on Stafford the whole game. Yeah, I know. They were throwing a flag. It was crazy. I mean, Stafford's arm is still so live. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, hey, yeah. we're watching him in what, 07 in Athens? Yeah. yeah. He He's played the at Washington. George of the Rams. <laughs> Washington. Oh God, he was in Washington. Okay. Yeah. Do you think Stafford, um, do you think Stafford sticks around for another year? He had a good year. Yeah, um, I do. Yeah, I, I would think, think so. so. Yeah. That was weird. That was the best pass he saw all year. That one little side. Oh side yeah, the armed one. Yeah. He had Reynolds over the best, there. Best pass I saw all year right there. there. That was amazing. <laughs> I was torn because I, I got caught up in the whole Detroit, like, 60 years. But then I was like, Stafford was a dog. I got to pull for the, the dog. And then as the game went on, I was just pulling for the Rams straight up. But I wasn't that upset. You know, it's one of those – I usually do it by how many dogs are on the team. But when you get that sob story of Detroit and the and they're showing these little – these 
you know, fifty year old man that said, "I've never seen a playoff win." You know, like yeah, okay. their owner's ninety eight years old. Yeah, yeah, never been to a conference championship or something, right? <laughs> right. All right, yeah. who are the Falcons going to get to be their coach? God, howdy doody. <laughs> Shakes the clown. Who do we care? Hey, Mad Dog, sorry to interrupt. I've got to run. All right, Dogger. Hey, Mad Dog. Thank you for all your contributions. Yeah, I've got to run. Sorry. Juan, great to see you. See you, man. Good to hear you. Good to see you, Dogger. See you, y'all. See you, Dogger. Hear you later. Yeah, you know, next year he needs to actually be on video in like a Mr. Wrestler number two mask or something. Or what about like the, do you have the technology to do the distorted face? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know that we have the technology, nor do I know that if we did, that he should trust that it could immediately go down. But I love Bert's idea of Mr. Wrestler number two. Yeah. Or, yeah. or, or possibly any sort of Halloween mask that he might change up on a weekly basis just to keep us guessing. <laughs> Rob and I were emailing about Mr. Wrestler or texting about Mr. Wrestler number two a couple of weeks ago. And I went down a rabbit hole on him and hit apparently Jimmy Carter's mom was a huge fan of Mr. Wrestler number two. And she oh, yeah. invited him over to her house in Plains to hang out. And he refused to take off his mask. And like <laughs> service was all freaked out because he had this mask on and she uh she told the secret service to chill out and she wanted to talk to him with his mask on so he kept but, <laughs> oh, you know, they, he must have just had to live with that mask on yeah, yeah. he was probably <laughs> a fortune 500 ceo or a politician or some sort of politically exposed person diplomat that could not reveal his identity <laughs> But Jimmy Carter's mom was a huge, massive fan. Roll yeah. Rosalind. Yeah. He, I think also, uh, Bert, he was supposed to, Jimmy Carter wanted him to go to his inauguration. And no. he was like, but I, I, I got to wear the mask. Yeah. <laughs> so they, he, he, he couldn't go, obviously. He's like, I can't, have, I guess we can't have that. All right. Like, so I, our off season project is we'll get somebody to embroider a new Mr. Wrestler number two mask for Dogger. And, the the pre the preseason show next year he's coming on in, in that mask. Okay, I got the perfect thing to start with if we need to. I have one of those uh, embroidered uh, face mask uh, hats that comes all the way down over your face, like people had in like 1976. It has the eyes and the mouth that would fit perfectly. Why do you have that, Mad Dog? I picked that up in an Aspen. <laughs> thrift shop it was one of uh -huh. my finds and i saw it sitting there and i was like there's no way i'm not buying this nice yeah yeah, yeah. for those brutal brutal aspen days correct yeah correct yeah. <laughs> all those tough times we had in aspen it seems like Burke should be able to find a wrestling two match because mr wrestling number two as we all know was born in charleston so it is true. Him. Yeah. That, you know, when you talk, when we talk about Wayne Knight as Georgia's guy, that's, that's who Charleston claims. It's, it's not Bill <laughs> Murray or any of those, Stephen Colbert. It's Mr. Mr. Wrestler number two. As it should be. Yeah. 
Um, when did Mr. Wrestler number two, I'm assuming, pass away? It was just recently, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was in the past year or two. Yeah. Was his identity ever revealed? Like, I mean, in Wikipedia? Okay. Yeah. I have seen a picture of his face. Yeah. You mean John Francis Walker? <laughs> <laughs> and so was it ever proven as to why he actually did need to wear the mask to uh, keep his identity a secret? Man, I mean, that was just the whole thing back then, you know, like 70s wrestling seemed like half the guys wore masks at some point. Yeah. The uh, rumor rumor has it at the uh, uh, funeral home, the embalmer had to go through like four different reveals. <laughs> so he got him to that. And then he had to make sure it was an actual face. <laughs> face is all molded to that last one. Yeah. It's been yeah. in there so long. And yeah. his face looked just like the first man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just—it uh, was like one of those Twilight Zone episodes where they make somebody wear a mask, and then at the end they take it off, and their faces change into that mask. Yeah, so. right, exactly. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, I just was looking. He died in 2020, but it said he didn't retire till 2007. He died at 85. So, man, he wrestled till he was in his 70s, about 72 or three. He kept it going. Yeah, I bet those were some quality matches. <laughs> <laughs> Comes out there in his walker. <laughs> some guys just can't give it up, you know. He probably Aaron needed the check. Aaron Rodgers comes to mind. Right. <laughs> I wonder if he's going to be back in any kind of shape like he was before i don't know yeah i haven't back to your other question though mad dog what i haven't heard any names with the falcons yeah i haven't either it's been well, belichick it seemed like belichick was there they were talking like it was that was going to happen sort of and then that's died down so well that'd be ridiculous he's like it would, be stupid. It would be stupid if there's a chance for a bad decision to be made the falcons will find it they will do it. Yeah. Yeah. I heard a rumor that Belichick was on Arthur Blank's mega yacht down in the Caribbean, but that was just a rumor. I heard that they're talking to Jimbo. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> wow. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's appropriate. I did appropriate. not, I did not hear that. But yeah, appropriate, right? <laughs> wow. Yeah. I had to leave. I had to quit being a Hawks fan after some several trades. That would be it for the Falcons if they brought in either uh, what's his name from Ohio State, the the Groper, Urban, Urban, Urban Meyer, yeah. or someone like that. You know, it'd be like a train wreck. You could, you'd have to look. You just have to watch. I know I would. I'd, I'd still be like, how are they doing? Every time I'd watch a Falcons game, you, you could just feel the game slipping away, but you couldn't turn away, and then they'd end up losing at the last part, and then you just feel all dirty and tainted that you had wasted your Sunday afternoon on it. But the, it was always interesting to see what new way they'd come up to lose a game. Like, that has never been done before. <laughs> right. and they just nailed it. Yeah. New and creative ways to lose by the Falcons. Yeah. We called it falconry. I've got this text group where 
Way back, Phil Mickelson used to do this ad for the um, one of those resorts in West Virginia, and he'd say there's like golf and tennis and falconry. <laughs> apparently, is like you just hang out with falcons or something. I don't know what falconry means, but we hey. took it. We incorporated it into every time the falcons find a new way to lose, we call it falconry. And, falconry, I like that. And yeah. full circle. If you're involved with falconry, the Falcons wear masks on their faces until it's time for them to be released, just like <laughs> Mr. Wrestler number two. Right. <laughs> Come full circle. Except I don't think they cut out the eyes for them. I think they keep them completely in the dark, and I can't believe uh, Peta's, Peta, whatever you say, is not outlawed falconry. Right. <laughs> hey, have y'all ever gone to uh, – Las Vegas for the Super Bowl when the Super Bowl is going on this year happens to be there also. Mm-mm. No, yeah. I'm thinking about doing it, but I'm on the fence. I used to do it every year, but uh, it's fun. You just get an all paid table, all the food and booze and TVs and uh, make a bunch of terrible bets. And, <laughs> but uh, it's going to be packed this year with the actual. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, which casino do you post up at? We always just used to look for um, deals, and some we'd usually wait too long to get the best one. So you know, like uh, what you know, whatever name a hotel they'll have in their sports book, it's four hundred bucks for all you can eat, all you can drink for eight hours. So you just plop, plop down and watch, and it's fun because there's lots of uh, you know heavy gambling and and the whole, all the Vegas. Stuff going on. I just didn't know if y'all. Were, I'm still trying to decide. I don't think I'm going to go. But. Yeah, that'd be fun and an insane amount of prop bets too. So all prop bets. Yeah, you got action the whole game, don't you? Yeah, I actually side story. I I um, and this was uh, I think you guys. Well, you definitely know Bill and Stuart and Nate. Um, but we were there and I went up to uh, I placed the second half bet. I said um. $60 on the Seahawks to win the second half or the game or something. This is Seattle and um, New England. And uh, the guy was so busy, he messed up, and he, he gave me a ticket for $600. Um, and I was like, okay. And I walked away. And, um, and, that, and it, that's the game that came down to the interception on the goal line. Uh, oh. have, a, have a night out, but wasn't meant to be. Hey, what are the odds that our man Monken – goes back to back and would that be the first time an assistant's ever done back to back natty super bowl amazing that would be amazing really truly amazing he'll get a head coaching job out of that if he does you would think hey bring his rear end down to the falcons (laughs) yeah i'd be happy with that bert would be bert i'm counting on you to find if there is ever a time where a coach has gone, won a natty, won a Super Bowl back to back in either direction. Yeah, yeah, I'll look that up. That that that's an obscure one right there. It's yeah. So obscure, but there's so much so much overlap. It's gonna take a lot. That's gonna take a deep deep dive, Bert. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and three in a row between national championships and then Super Bowl. True. That probably definitely hasn't been. You done. you may have to go on the dark web to figure that out. I know that is digging deep right there. <laughs> uh, That'd be worse than taking the SAT trying to figure that out. 
Yeah, and I guess that's on me to make sure that happens. Or do we have do we have a backup uh, bet to inflict upon him? Should he because he's not going to be able to produce scores? I just know it. Something there has to be a punishment. I, I've thought even like I've got a Michigan hat that I bought for a skit that never happened that I might force him to wear if he doesn't take the SAT. But I'm up to suggestions. Yeah, I think when you sign up for the SAT, you know, you can sign up so your parents get an email with the scores and stuff. Yeah. He just has to sign up with all of our emails on it yep. so that we know he's te- our, our student is testing right now and it's going to email us the scores when they get graded. <laughs> <laughs> what, what if he did, like, well enough to get into Georgia now? <laughs> I, I was just about to say, what if he aces it? Like, it's misses one <laughs> i just want closed caption tv to like see him at registration and then walking in there with a bunch of 16 year olds and just having them looking at him like what is going on right now hi fellow kids yeah lost a bet lost, lost a bet. bet. <laughs> you just have a sign that says lost a bet yeah and, and then just start <laughs> trash talking like i'm here to win i've been studying for this thing <laughs> Right. I'm bringing it today. Yeah. Mind if I play music? I'll take him. I'll drive him and my daughter to the SAT together. He can spend the night here, man, and I'll take him over to the testing site, man. Uh, I'll pay for it just so he doesn't have any excuses. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Make that happen. Can you can you wear a mask to the SAT? Yeah, he wears, <laughs> he wears two masks. <laughs> With a turtleneck, because remember, remember, you've seen the footage where uh, Wrestling Two is doing repping two twenty five with a blazer and a turtleneck on. Living <laughs> <laughs> yeah. room, he's pumping iron at his house. There's a turtleneck on and a, and, a, and a blazer, and he's cracking weight. She's good. <laughs> Those old concrete ways. Yeah. But I don't know why Craig wouldn't be allowed to wear a mask in there. What was the I rationale behind the turtleneck? I don't know. <laughs> He's just you. a fine dresser. It's one of the funniest things ever. <laughs> Style, Blaze, fashion. Blaze the fashion, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, I guess we got to call it a season. Man. Well. We were we were almost there. Predictions. We almost there. How about predictions? Okay. One, I mean, I'm tempted to go undefeated national championship because that's probably what's going to happen. But I think we might lose one in that schedule somewhere, and it's probably going to be not. I think we'll beat Alabama, Texas, Clemson, obviously. Um, so it'll be a sneaky one. Ole, Ole Miss, Miss, maybe. What about yeah. Ole Miss? Ole Miss, maybe. Yeah. But we win the SEC, win the national championship, regardless. Yeah, yeah I, I I say eleven and one. We lose one of those road games because I mean between Ole Miss, Texas, and Bama, one of those is going to sneak up on us, and things aren't going to go right. Um, win the SEC championship and roll through the playoffs, and then we're three out of four. What you got, Buffalo? Well, we have got to win the Alabama game. I mean. We can't go down there and mm-hmm. lose that game. I'll trade a loss with anybody else. We can't let divorce beat us uh, in year one. So that's – I already yeah. said it was the most win before this all happened. But now, surely, 
go down there. And it's his first SEC game. Yeah, we cannot let that happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Texas game might be difficult. I'm with. I, I just. I think we're just gonna. I think we're gonna drop one. Are y'all going to that Texas game? Man. No, apparently there's some big auto race that same yeah, weekend Formula in Formula One Grand, Formula one Grand Prix thing. Terrible planning. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm I'm gonna, it on purpose. I think man. I'm going to go, uh, but it's. I didn't realize how big Austin. You know, Austin is like a million people. It's yeah. bigger than Atlanta, bigger than Denver, bigger city than I. I, I was thinking well, it was I a mean, sleepy college town. It's not a city limits, I guess. I mean, it's not bigger than Atlanta, like bigger than Atlanta, like in, like. I meant population-wise, it's like a million. Yeah, within the city. Yeah, 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 I got you. Yeah. What about this? Georgia goes 11-1, and one, loses the SEC championship so that they thread the needle and land in the 5-8 to eight spot uh, yeah. and then host a playoff game in Athens. That would be fun. That would be fun. I'd have to come back for that. Yeah. That would yeah. be great. I mean, that would be around the it, 20th or something. I, I right? keep. Yeah. I keep saying that they've got to fix that because you financially punish teams one through four by not giving their hometown the financial shot in the arm, the massive financial shot in the arm that they would get by having that at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Think about the yeah. money that would inject into Athens. We're talking about a game changer for all those local businesses. Yeah. Yeah, the, the energy would be crazy for that game. Oh and at, at five, you play what, 12 or 10 or something? 12. He played some some easy win pretty much. Right. Yeah, like Liberty. Right. Or Coastal Carolina or Tulane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. All right, guys. I'm going to call it a year. Yep. All right. Good Thank to see y'all. Thanks to you all, including special guest Antoine the Don. I'd love to come back if you'll have me someday. You know, anytime you want to. You know right. You're welcome. Yeah, man. Go watch some, some playoffs now. Exactly. All yeah. right, guys. Good all right. See you, fellas. Hey, man. Thanks. Great year. Welcome back. I'm new title. Mad Dog Rookie of the Year, Cassie <laughs> Pearson. What's up? What's up? Well, what's up is it sucks when we're right, and me and you early on started doing our prognosticating, and we figured out that we had no room for error, and we were right. We were. We were. We knew it would end up like that, unfortunately, just with the way that the other conferences were going, and Man, I'm just sad to see another college football season come to an end. I am too. I mean, especially the way that it ended for us. I mean, obviously it was a high note against Florida State, but who cares? Uh, Because now our expectations are so high that unless we at least get to the playoffs, it feels like a bust, even though it was really beyond our control. You know, fourth and 31 doesn't happen. We're probably in. Um Texas doesn't beat Alabama, we're in. Washington slips up against somebody like Washington State or any one of those eight one-possession games that they won, and we're in. Um, the NCAA grows a set and you know disqualifies Michigan for cheating, 
and we're in, it was almost like the planet conspired to keep us out because they were just tired of watching us steamroll everybody with the exception of Alabama. Yeah, we got the short end of the stick. It's really unfortunate. I think that we probably would have won the whole thing had we been in the playoffs, especially coming off of the loss. And I just really wish we could have played Michigan, you know, I mean, especially with the, all the hype that they got and they're still getting now. I really just wish that we could have proven it. Now I'm going to read you a list of all the programs that felt sorry for Georgia. And I'm done. <laughs> so nobody feels sorry for us. We get it. We're the 800 pound gorilla in the room. And so, Hey, I like that role. Um, because it had been Bama's for so long and now everybody really, you would think that people, cause everybody loves a winner. I, I feel like we're kind of easy to like, you would think that, you know, some of these teams would want to, some of these fans at least would want to jump on our bandwagon. Yeah, you would think so. Um, I think if we had won another year, then we might've gotten some people that were getting sick of us, but I don't think that there's too many people that are quite yet. Yeah. All right, let's talk about what all dogs can't stop talking about. Saban is gone, retired. Where were you and what were you doing when you heard that Nick Saban had, in fact, retired? I was on my way home from work, and um, I think I looked at my phone maybe when I pulled into my neighborhood and I saw breaking news ESPN and I didn't have any text yet. It was like, I guess I saw it. And then it was like a minute later, like I was getting all these texts, like, oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. Um, and I was shocked, honestly. Um, I'd heard rumors that he might retire, but I just didn't think that he was. So I'm still kind of in shock. Yeah. It was one of those things that you, you kind of heard it for so long that you thought, okay, he's going to retire you know it's something that kind of makes sense like after 300 wins or after he wins it all or he wants to experience the 12 team playoff or at age 75 or some sort of round number or something and then it just really felt like it came out of the blue which uh has been great for us as evidenced by the great coach that we got uh Traveris robinson i think i got that right now already affectionately known as T-Rob, who they have already tried to steal back and failed. <laughs> and that leads me to Caleb Downs. What you put percentage-wise chance that he comes to Georgia, and I'll kick it off with 51-49%. You think? That's what I think. Yeah, I'd probably agree. I, I um, it's It's hard for me to say one way or the other well i think it's all going to boil down to money you know who gives him the best offer and i gotta believe with the current state of the alabama program that they're going to do whatever they can to keep him and you know i think at the end of the day it's an easier decision for a kid to stay right right there's nothing to do but stay there's nothing to pack up you're there you just keep on doing your thing so barring I don't know his relationship with uh, his coach. I would think that it's close. I mean, I would think they have a close relationship with him being his position coach. Right. And it's, it's highly thought of as um, Coach Robinson is, that that's got to have some sort of bearing 
But man, oh man, how nice would it be to have that guy in your defensive backfield with Malachi Starks and Bolden and Robinson and Everett and Humphrey and, you know, the names go on and on and on. Yeah, well, it, it has to. It, it's it's hard to say because, like you said, you know, you have to imagine that a kid would want to kind of stick with the routine of what he was used to um, and not really have to jump into anything new. But I don't know. I just I feel like I'm always a little bit shocked with the way that people move, people transfer, people make decisions. And um, now that's a total different ball game. I mean, it's it's Alabama, and everyone knows Alabama the way that they always were, and it's never going to be the same again. And it's just crazy that this is happening this at the same time that everything else in college football is changing. The conference realignments, 12-team playoffs, of course, all of this new stuff with the transfer portal and NIL, and it's just um, it's not the same, and it never will be. And I just, with you saying that, this thought just popped into my mind, just trying to uh, <clears throat> imagine how the Bama fans feel uh, with him retiring because the day is coming where one day we will be in that boat where Kirby has retired. Can you imagine how that's going to feel? I cannot. No, I, I cannot either. And I, I thought about that when Saban retired. I was like, well, Kirby's going to be the guy now. You know, Georgia's going to be that team. And at some point, you know, we're going to get at the point where we we have to let it go. And Alabama's expectations are as high as they can be in the sky. And it's going to be really funny, I think, to watch Alabama fans and their reactions going forward um, when they have to kind of get used to maybe losing some games. What do you think about where they landed with DeBoer? I mean, to me, it felt like, Lanning said no, and Sark said no, and Kiffin said no, and Norvell said no, and Dabo, they said no to him. And so now they're left with, I keep saying this, the shiny new thing that feels like he's going to be their Harson hire because he's got no Southeastern or even Southern connections. It just seems kind of weird to me. How about you? Yeah, it's interesting to me. I do wonder what number he was on their list. Um, I don't know if I highly doubt that they're going to admit that he wasn't number one. Um, I think it's a good hire. I, I don't think that there's really any proof that he can't do it with how high his win record is. And, um, of course, what he did the past couple years in Washington. But it's it's a whole different ballgame over here in the southeast. And he's going to have to be able to recruit and get people away from, you know, Mississippi and Auburn and, and Georgia, of course. And I don't know. It's I'm not surprised that like Lanning and Sarkeesian didn't want to take the job. It is a tough spot right now to be the Alabama head coach and you have to come after Saban's dynasty. And I wouldn't want to do that if I had a good thing going to those other schools. And if I'm a spoiled Alabama fan and I'm upset about the hire, I think things that I would say are what would he have done without Penix? Who cares what he did? And, and I, N-A-I-A. -A. Um, it's just a weird hire. And by the way, trick question. And I will say, I cannot answer this question. I still can't. I haven't looked it up. Can you tell me what N-A-I-A -A stands for? No, I cannot. No <laughs> one can. And that's the thing. And what does it mean? Is N-A-I-A, -A, is that below D3? 
I, I think that it well, is. It, ha it has to be. Right. It has to be. It's so, so he's compiled this great record at glorified high schools. I mean, the equivalent, this, this, what has happened with him is the equivalent of a high school coach ending up with the most coveted job in all of college football, because really he had two years, two good years in a Pac-12 school with a great quarterback. That's fair. Yeah. Yep. Which is great. I mean, hey, I'm, I'm excited. I think it's a great hire. I like it. I like the fallout so far. Um, I hope their whole team goes in the portal. <laughs> it's going to be so interesting. I mean, it, it it's, uh, there's no telling how many games they're going to win. I mean, I would say probably, I would probably say 10. Mm -hmm. I'd give them 10 wins next year, but who knows? I mean, I haven't seen, or I've seen it, but I don't remember it. Have you done much of a study of their schedule? Uh, yes, I have. They have, um, they actually have a pretty easy draw in my opinion. Um, of course they have Tennessee and Georgia, but besides that, uh, well, they do have LSU. So those are their, their tough ones, but they don't have Texas. I think they have Oklahoma. Um, they don't have Mississippi. I think they have Vanderbilt, of course, Auburn, maybe Mississippi state. Um, no, look, I've, I've got it. They got Western Kentucky, USF, at Wisconsin, big deal. Who cares? Uh, they got us at home, at Vandy, South Carolina at home. They go at Tennessee. They got Missouri at home. That could be a tough one. That could be tricky. Uh, at LSU. Then they play the Mercer Bears at home, at Oklahoma, and Auburn at home. So, I mean, I think it's a pretty okay. easy Pretty well, they easy Missouri. Schedule. I didn't realize they had Missouri. I was thinking they might have had State or somebody else, but um, but not too bad. I see them. I see us as obviously their toughest game, and other than that, I don't see them losing. I don't see them losing. I mean, well, LSU will be tough. Missouri will be tough, but you know, yeah, the committee. There's no doubt we beat them. The committee's going to want them in because they want brands. Now, question for you. How much input will the committee have because of the way it's structured? Because this coming year, it's the five plus seven. So it's whoever wins the five conferences. But then it's seven uh, bids, right? Mm -hmm. So that means that the committee is still in play. Definitely, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, so something I, I looked and found interesting was this year after the regular season, so prior to the bowl games, there were exactly 12 teams that had two losses or better. Once you got to that 13th ranked, it was the three-loss team. Um, checked last year, it was 12 teams again. And so I find that really interesting. You know, if, if that's the case, again, there's not going to be, of course, you're going to be deciding what the ranking is, but um, there might not be a huge decision-making when it comes to who makes those 12 teams. And why do we have to depend on a committee to do those rankings versus people who know a lot more? And I know they say, oh, I don't get to watch games but they're going to be able to know enough by watching the top 12 teams to know. And that is, I think we should rely on the coaches poll. I agree. We always agree. The committee is going to make some absurd 
way of ranking these teams so that they can see the games that they want. They're not going to want to see the rematch. There's going to be three or four SEC teams in this. There's going to be two or three or four Big Ten teams in this. They're not going to want to see Georgia, uh, Alabama, or Ole Miss, Missouri, or whatever. They're not going to want to see the rematches that they saw in the regular season. And um, I think we might we might still have some debate <laughs> surrounding the committee next year. And so as we're talking, I think about this. They have a tremendous money influence in that first round for who the four teams are that get that home game. Those, I, I would make a case that that's a $100 million decision between those four games, $25 million a piece in each of those towns that get to host those games. That is wild to think about, that you're putting that kind of power in the hands of 13 people that nobody knows who they are. Right. It's such a small committee. And I, I think they should they should have to like broadcast it or show us what they're talking about, because, I mean, I still can't get past why Florida State was Florida State was ranked fifth. How is Florida State not going to be in the playoffs, but then they're ranked ahead of Georgia? How does that make any sense? So I think that. It's it, it's it's absurd that we don't have any proof of why they made those decisions. It's literally a smoky back room. It's a it's a cliche that these guys get to make this decision behind closed doors. They trot out some guy to be their spokesman to talk to ESPN when I'm sure that he's already been given the questions uh, because I find it very hard to believe these guys can think that well on their feet. Um. The whole thing is just bizarre that one of the biggest sports in the world is decided this way. It's subjective. It should be objective. Yeah, and I've never understood, like, why we have the college football playoff committees come out in, like, two-thirds of the way through the season. And then it's, like, all of a sudden this, like, big deal and talked about. It's, I just don't even understand the point of that because like, they don't because they don't want to be under that much scrutiny until they allegedly have enough facts to back it. They don't want to come out there at the beginning of the year and have Colorado ranked at ten and then look like the fools that they are when Colorado ends up ranked seventy eighth. Yeah, yeah. Can you? <sighs> It's so frustrating. I, I just can't get past the way that they ranked the teams. I, well, I, and to your point, if Florida State's five, then they should be ten, right? Absolutely. It makes no sense. If you're not going to put them in the top four, then they should not even be in the top eight. Well, they preached about how we're doing this based on how good of a team you are, not the record, not anything like that. They said it literally right before they picked on the selection show, we're doing the four best teams. That's part of the reason why I had a little bit of false hope that Georgia was still going to make it because I was right. like, okay, like yeah. if we're doing four best teams. We're going to make it. Yeah. And then I look at it and it's like Alabama, Texas are in. And I'm like, okay, I'm not surprised because they love Alabama. And then Florida State's right fifth. And I'm like, hold on a minute. So Florida State's a better team than Georgia. Right. And then we beat them by 60. Right. 
Yeah, it was it was a it was I just feel like they exposed themselves by doing that. Oh, 100% and not that they even needed exposing to me at that point, you know, <laughs> if you're going for the four best teams, why is Washington even there? I mean, like I said, eight one possession games. They were this year's TCU. They had no business being there, but the, everybody loves the Pac-12. They're the media darling because it's the last year of the Pac-12. We've got to have a Pac-12 team because we got to have that TV market. We got to have the Northwest. We yeah. got to have somebody on the West Coast to keep these people interested. And I'm I'm still not impressed by Texas this season. I mean, I know they beat Alabama. That's why they were in. I understand that. I don't have a problem with that. But Texas had a ton of one possession games this year. They smoked Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State is terrible if you look at their resume. Right. So, in my opinion, I wouldn't have even said that maybe they were one of the top four teams. Right. I, I agree with you. I totally agree. Okay. Speaking of the Pac-12, what happens with them? How are they even going to be considered a Power 5 conference? Obviously, they can't be. They're the Tupac because there's two teams. Are they even going to have a Pac-12 championship game? They got to figure it out. I mean, right now, I mean, this whole five conference thing doesn't work anymore. It. I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, they don't know what they're going to do. And the only thing, I hate the Pac-12's gone. I hate the change. But I am super excited that the Big Ten is going to be harder competition now. Because it couldn't be any easier. And I'm excited that they're going to burn tons and tons of jet fuel to fly all over the country. Because I think that's going to hurt recruiting from a guy who's thinking, oh, I'm going to go to UCLA. I'm going to go to USC and I'm going to play in the sun. Uh, not so much. You're going go yeah, to go to Michigan. You're going to go to Michigan and you're going to go to Ohio State and Indiana and Penn State and all these cold northern schools that you don't want to go to. Is, ne is Nebraska in the Big Ten? I believe so. Yeah, that's another terrible school to go to in the winter. Yeah. I I want somebody to tell me what's going to happen with the Pac-12 situation and how that factors into the playoff. Yeah, I want someone to tell me that too because I've been thinking about that a lot. That's a question for Paul Feinbaum because I need a follow-up call to him about how the the tiebreaker works next year in the SEC. I know. Yeah, we still need an update on that. You know, I was I was walking my dog, my English bulldog, when I found out and my phone started blowing up and I had just walked outside from watching the Paul Feinbaum show and it was a happy-go-lucky, no-news day. And then my phone blew up and I basically hung up on who I was talking to. And I walked inside and the whole tone had just shifted to just like a funeral. <laughs> they were in shock. They couldn't believe that their worst nightmare had finally come to fruition. And it was fun to watch. I bet. I didn't get to see that. Yeah, that's why I record them. Because then I went back to, they had they were interviewing somebody as it hit. And it's flashing across the screen and you can't see Paul. And there's like this one still <laughs> shot where you could see this look on his face as he's looking up and he figures out what's going on and it's priceless. <laughs> I need to try to check that out. Do you so, think do you think that the Big 12 is going to get better or worse? Because they're gaining 
Arizona, who actually ended up having a really good year, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah. Worse. <laughs> it's going to get worse. They're losing their two top marquee names. It's going to get worse, but it'll be interesting, I think, to see how. I just, the Big 12's never real. Well, they're going to be one of those conferences that uh, they only get their champion in. Mm-hmm. You know, like their conference, they'll, probably, they'll only get their champion in. ACC will probably only get their champion in. Pac-12, who knows? And then the rest of the 12 will be outfitted with Big 10 and SEC. Probably more Big 10 than should be there. But they're going to want to get in their Ohio States and Michigans and Penn States brands. They're going to have a ton in there. Unless I mean, they just beat each other up. I mean, it'll be interesting to see. I would say that you can only lose two games to get in. But if the Big Ten beats each other up, I don't know. They're going to beat each other up more because of, of who's coming over. Even right. though, I mean, like now, Definitely. it's like USC is backsliding. I mean, the only thing they've done of any significance recently is they took UNLV's quarterback from us, and who cares? <laughs> I mean, they're, they got Caleb Williams gone. They can't play defense. Uh, one of their average receivers came to us. I mean, who's – I don't even know. You probably do. Who's going to be their big-name quarterback this year? I don't even know. Right. So, where is that program headed? It's not headed forward. South. No, and they're they're probably going to have a harder time. They are going to have a harder they, time. They're still going to have to play Washington and Oregon. Well, I don't I actually don't know if they're going to have to play them, but um, but they'll be part of it. So yeah, no, Washington. I who is rumored to be going to Washington? Uh, they just hired someone. Oh, who? Um, can't remember. <laughs> Let's see. Williams enters draft. Uh, Jed Fish. Arizona coach. Yeah, I'm looking at it. What a great name that is to not get excited about coming to be your coach. <laughs> Jed Fish. Well, to me, my biggest worry, one of my biggest worries about the whole Saban retirement is the ripple effect. You know, like all of a sudden Washington's jobs open and they snag somebody like Schumann. And mm-hmm. so far it's done just the opposite. It's worked in our favor. It has worked in our favor, which we deserve. Yes. Yes. <laughs> nothing else worked in our favor. No. Can we talk about the AP poll and how Alabama fans were complaining so and crying and whining that we were ranked ahead of them? I would love to talk about that. <laughs> so I I'm... see it from both sides. I really do because Alabama did have the extra game. That right. we didn't play 
and they beat us. But they never should have been ranked ahead of us. That's true. And I'm trying to get to with two one losses, even though it is head to head. We but in the coaches poll, we were as high as three. Right. With a, a kind of a big drop off from beyond Washington to us, which to me doesn't really make sense because I mean, just the eye test, what happened to the eye test? Like your ability to assess talent based on what you see, your eyes aren't playing tricks on you. I mean, you can look at Washington and look at Georgia and you know, who's going to win that game. Vegas would tell you who's going to win that game. Oh, by a ton too. Yeah. I'm, I was really surprised to see that Texas was at three in the AP poll. Um, the coaches had them at four, but that was a little shocking to me considering they lost to Washington and then now they have two losses that Alabama and Georgia were still behind them. Well, it's shocking to me to see in the coaches poll, FSU is at six. Yeah, <laughs> that's true too. And there's six in the AP poll. It's like, I, I, the team that finished the year is not the sixth best team in the country. Period. So, are we going to judge you based on what team you were in the second? I mean, they always say, "Oh, well, what happened in the second week? That team's different from this week in uh, week 12. Well, yeah. Well, if your team can be better, they can obviously also be worse. So, why in the world are they getting credit for being sixth? They're not the sixth best team yeah. without Jordan Travis. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't. And then Ohio State ended up at 10th. Well, they lost. Never mind. They lost to Ole Miss. I mean to um, Missouri. Yeah, which that was a that was a huge win. That was a huge win. Ryan, Ryan Day, um, you'll probably hear this later, but he's – wait, did you send this to me about Ryan Day being 0 for 3 against the SEC and uh, – and and um, Ohio State having the worst record against the SEC. That was you that sent that to me, right? I don't know if I sent that, but but I we might have talked about that. I definitely knew that. Yes, um, we talked about it. Okay. Yeah, he um man, he's he he's got to do something this year. He will be on the hot seat. Like, yeah, he should already be on the hot seat. Yeah, if he can't beat Michigan this year with Michigan. all of the attrition, including probably Harbaugh then yeah. I don't know when he's going to beat them. I mean, the only thing Ohio State is holding on to is how they almost beat Georgia last year. Like that <laughs> in the Peach Bowl. Like that's literally all that they've done. I really can't come up with anything that they've done. I can't either. I'm trying to find their schedule for next year. 2024. Akron, big deal. Western Michigan, big deal. Marshall, big deal. Michigan State, still sucks. Iowa, can't score. Oregon decimated. Nebraska stinks. Penn State is a name. Purdue, so what? Northwestern, so what? Indiana, so what? Michigan. I mean, the only new team of any consequence is Oregon. Yeah, it's like the same schedule, basically. And then throw an Oregon in there, which what? will probably be a pretty good game, but nobody cares. What in the world am I looking at right now? I'm seeing one difference. 
<laughs> I'm seeing one. Okay, let's look at Michigan. It'll probably be just as bad. <laughs> All right, 2024 schedule. No, this can't be right. Oh, yeah. Now, Michigan plays Texas. So I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Michigan credit for that. Okay. Michigan, Michigan has um, Southern Cal at home, Minnesota at Washington, at Indiana, Mississippi. Uh, excuse me, Michigan State, Oregon at home, Indiana, Northwestern, Ohio State. Now that that I hate they to say way it. More. I hate to say it, but I mean it's a a noticeable change, especially. I'll give you credit for Texas. Well, they have Texas, and then they have Washington. That's two out of the four playoff teams, and you're one of them. So, every playoff team except Alabama. And plus Oregon, plus plus Oregon, plus Southern Cal. Okay, we are going to be wailing on Ohio State's schedule next year. I mean, wailing. I thought that they were going to try to make these schedules even with the – conference realignments well man michigan let's just let's just go through this schedule because they got rid of the divisions in the big 10 so i i don't know how that ended up happening um okay they'll lose to texas i'm gonna say they beat southern cal uh they're at washington i'm gonna call that a loss that's two losses they got Oregon at home. I'm going to call that a loss. That's three. And then at Ohio State, four. They're going to lose four games. I've heard of people saying that Michigan's going to win the national championship again next year. I'm not sure that those people have seen the schedule. I don't sure they haven't seen their roster and who else is leaving. <laughs> I mean, Corum's gone. McCarthy's gone. And Harbaugh might be gone. Harbaugh's probably gone. Uh, that. <laughs> They probably will hire that potty mouth Sharon Wright so he could get on TV and cry and drop f bombs and s bombs, which I still can't get over how that was glossed over because that was absolutely mortifying for that program the way he conducted himself. I, I still can't believe it happened. I mean that was unbelievable. I, I watched that on live TV, and I'm like, is, am I really watching this right now? Are they really letting this guy get away with talking this way? It was unbelievable. And he'll, I guarantee he'll be their coach, and that's fine. He's probably a good coach, but he needs um, work with his PR skills. <laughs> um, I don't know. Can't get here quick enough. All we got to look forward to now is G-Day. Yeah. At least we get to watch the portal now that Alabama's crumbling. And how crazy is it that we're living in a time right now where Bama's portal is open and nobody else's is, and it's just open season on their portal? Yeah, it's really interesting. It's just hard to fathom. Because they haven't named a defensive coordinator, right? I don't think so. Yeah, and and then there's another factor that I saw that that plays in is, like, say, take a Caleb Downs. If he's going to transfer, he has to do it in the next 48 hours because of Georgia's drop ad for classes. Right. Which means that 
what Wednesday? He's got to make a decision. I gotta, I gotta feel like we're gonna. That's crazy. Get him a tutor if we need to get him caught up. <laughs> is that is what do the rules say about that? Can we get? I don't him? know. I don't know either. Just some of the many little nuances oh, that have to be figured out with a with a rogue portal opening up due to a coach retiring. Well, I mean, there's, uh, there's, there's you know, you, you know, there's a, there's gotta be a rule because you can't punish a player for if he doesn't make his decision until day 29, you can't punish him. That's true. Like if it's a 30 day rule, then the rule has to match up. Right. So I can't remember. Uh, that was probably something that got texted to me uh, amongst the millions that have been texted to me that, that is somehow accounted for. Well, if you find out, let me know. <laughs> I'll That's get, really um, I'll get, I got a, I got a source up in Athens, uh, goes by the street name Law Dog. Maybe you've heard of him. I'll get him on the, on the case. Okay. Get him on. <laughs> <laughs> well, <sighs> I don't know what else we could talk about. I think, I think it's just all been talked about. It has been a wild season. All just full circle with the cheaters. Full circle with the cheaters to where we are sad about going 13 and one. I that's know. The, that's the state of our program is we're sad about 13 and one. Not because of what our team did, but because of how this highly flawed system works. Yeah. It, it, if you had told me, 10 years ago that we were going to be going 13 and one and I was going to be mad and sad and all of that. I would have called you crazy because I feel like we, as Georgia fans, we, we went through the dreadful days where we couldn't even win the East. And all we wanted to do was just win 10 games or 11 games and get through. And, and here we are now is like the elite program in college football. And um, we're really lucky that we are but it makes it a little bit more fun yeah i mean 13 and one and in a country of 332 million our fate was decided by 13 people that nobody can name but i can name one of them and his name is ward manuel and he's the ad for michigan why is that guy in the room nobody can tell me do you think that if we had beaten alabama uh, you think they still would have put Florida State in there? If we'd beaten Alabama. Because they were ranked fourth. Then I think that that bumps Texas out of there too. Yeah, I do too, because it would have been four undefeated teams. One yeah. through four. And I think that the only reason they pulled the Florida State stunt was because they wanted Alabama in there and they knew – that they had to come up with the excuse that Jordan Travis was hurt um, and put Texas in there, which I don't know what the result would have been like if we had played Florida State in, in a playoff game, but it, it still would have exposed it for sure. But Okay, so let's, let's play that out. Under that scenario, <laughs> Georgia stays one, Michigan stays two, Washington stays three, Florida State stays four, and we're playing Florida State. They're going to have less opt-outs, but we're still going to beat the brakes off of them. 
Right. Yeah, we're not going to beat them by 60. You know, they're going to be playing uh, with a lot of heart, and they're going to have their guys in there. But but we're going to beat them pretty handily. And then, you know, Michigan, assuming they would have beaten Washington like they did, would have been Georgia and Michigan. The dream come true. Yeah. <laughs> the dream that exactly never was. what you and I wanted all year long. I know. But we, we came up short, so. But let's play worst-case scenario in that scenario. If we had lost to Michigan in the natty, would your bitterness level be higher than what it is now for being left out? I don't know, man. That's a really good question. Yeah. I think I would be a lot more heartbroken. Then, like, I'm not super heartbroken that we didn't get it. I'm very mad, but it didn't, like, break my heart. I was just kind of like, uh, oh, well. But, like, if we had gone and played Michigan and then let the cheaters beat us, I would have been embarrassed. I would have been upset. I would have been mad. I think I would have been less bitter because I'd at least have been there. Really? Yeah. And I would have finally known conclusively, okay, they beat us, so I have to admit they're better than us. I probably would be less bitter. I'd be more heartbroken, though. But, yeah, I'm pretty bitter. That's a great, that. You just nailed it. You'd be less bitter but more heartbroken. That's perfect. Yeah, because yeah, I, I don't think I could be more bitter than I am. Like, right, yeah. When they put Alabama on the screen on Selection Sunday, I, I was so mad. That was like you just got in a fight and got beat up. And when you were trying to get up, somebody kicked you in the face and broke your nose. It was just it, yeah. double whammy within end. like 12 hours. End. Yeah. It was brutal. Absolutely brutal. But, Cassidy, if these are the biggest problems in our lives, life is good. It sure is. <laughs> <laughs> and it's always great to be a Georgia Bulldog, regardless of how we are mistreated by a nameless, faceless committee of nobodies. And we're coming back next year. We're going to we're gonna get our dogs together. Carson Beck, he's going to hopefully lead us to one. I, I, man, I feel great about next year. I couldn't feel any better. I mean... I guess if, like, you know, Bullard or McConkey had come back, because Bowers was never coming back, or Mims, but I, he wasn't really ever coming back. But, you know, it was out there for a little while that there was a shot with Bullard and McConkey. I know. I was really sad when Bullard announced. I was, I too. Like he but, was given hints that he was going to stay. And yeah. I, I, I just hate seeing our guys go. Like, I'm happy for them. I'm so happy for them. I can't wait to watch the draft. But it, it always is just kind of a little bit of a sad moment in December and January. It is. and it, But you can look at it from their shoes and go, like McConkey. He's been injured a lot. Does he need another year of wear and tear in college? No. Is our receiver's room overflowing? Yes. <laughs> uh, take the money and run. Bullard. With his pedigree, with what he's done, he's got no reason to come back. It totally makes sense for him and Kamari to go pro, right? Definitely. So, uh, but then you start getting, you know, the Brinsons and the Stackhouses and the Trusses and the Ratledges and the Becks coming back. 
and it's like, okay, here we go. We're reloading. Um, I don't know. I, and, then, and then you start getting, you know, you pick up ATN and um, the receiver from Miami and the guy from Vanderbilt and the guy from USC. Is that Michael Jackson the third? Was that who we got? Uh, Did you know that? It was Michael Jackson the third. That's what we yeah, got. From I think, yeah. Yeah. Um, which means his dad is Michael Jackson the second. <laughs> which means that the granddad was probably named Michael Jackson like very early in the real Michael Jackson's career. That, yeah, that would make sense. I'm sorry. I got up on a tangent thinking about Michael Jackson the third. Um, so anyway, we're stacked. We are. I'm so excited. And um, this is going to be a fun year. Now comes the hardest part, waiting. Just like the line in the Tom Petty song, the waiting is the hardest part. <laughs> and you probably don't listen to Tom Petty and that makes no sense to you. But <laughs> but Sam does. Sam listens to Tom Petty and so does Molly. So <laughs> just ask them. I know a few Tom Petty songs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hate to say it, but I guess it's time to call this year a wrap. I guess it is. It's sad to have to say it, but. It's going to be a really fun year. Well, it's been really fun hanging out with you. You're awesome. I get so many people complimenting me on you, talking about how great you are, how you're the next Laura Rutledge. And, um, man, you just, you just, you're, you just know your stuff, man. It's, it's, it's awesome to see. Well, thank you. So do you. So it's, it's fun to get to talk all the, the crazy things that college football brings us. And I just, it's, it's really funny that the cheaters took it all as much as we talked about them week to week. And it's, and, and you and I are like hive mind. We're like always on the same page, thinking the same things, looking at it the same way. So that's part of what makes talking to you so fun. <laughs> Definitely. All right. Well, <sighs> I'm not going to say see you next season because I'll see you before then. But uh, how about I'll see you soon. All right. That sounds good. Go dogs. Go dogs. Thanks, Cassidy. Thanks. The Mad Dog Show is proudly sponsored by The Samford Company, Dogbone.net, Bulldog Illustrated, Classic City Collective, The Park Group Marketing and Media, Bib Distributing, Sellers Construction, Ventures Barbecue, Go Clean Co., Jay Lee, Attorney at Law, Pelicano Construction, Jag's Pizzeria, Making Monogramming, Ortho Georgia, Cherokee Brick, Progressive Communications, Butler Auto Group, ASP, Ward Mini Storage, Walthall Oil Company, Beach Services, Willingham Sash and Door, and Cranford Chiropractic.